Oh, jam! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monday Night Magic. This is Monday Night Magic number 700. Ah, ah, ah. And uh, hopefully. Not a small laugh. Hopefully, you caught last week's news that this is going to be the end, at least for now. More on that uh, later. We have to actually talk about the news first. It is a show about magic. It's right there in the name. Yeah. So, I am Chewy. He is. It's true. You can tell. It says it right under me. It does. He's labeled. Over there, we have Squee. Yeah, it's right there. And then way over there, we have Clues. Hey. And I say way over there because, well, he's in a different state. I am, yeah. Pretty far away. Yeah, that's why he's way over there. And random K throw K throw hold a hundred bits and said, join us next week for Monday night magic episode 700.1. I'm oh, sure there's man. a joke in there somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Uh, that's the one that's about layers, right? I was going to say, I don't, I don't know what section 700.1 is. I got to go look it up. I'll be right with you. Oh Lord. So, uh, yeah. Hi. I'm frazzled. Should I tell us? Should I tell a quick story now? You should tell the story. Yeah, like that. Okay, so this is, as we said, the the last Monday Night Magic, at least for now. And um, I, I get so a couple days ago, Windows for the last I don't know two three weeks has been like, hey, you have to install this new Windows version, and I'm like, no. And finally, it stopped giving me the option to turn it down, and it was like, you have to install this, and I went, uh, fine. So I installed it, and then we sit down to do the show, and I turn on the the Eminem scene that you're seeing here, what you see, and my camera was non-existent, and I said, where's my camera? So I go in and screw with settings, and my camera was way uh, dark, and I said, what is going on? And I I realized that I just installed a major Windows update. So, of course, either the audio or the video is going to be screwed up. So I go and find the drivers, and I put put it on a different driver that I think is the right one. And it says, you have to restart your computer. And I went, ah. So I tell the guys, I'll be back in a second. I restart the computer. The computer, it's restarted like three times in the last couple days because of these Windows updates. The computer starts and goes, oh, hey, you've got a hard drive going bad. I know that. That's why I bought a replacement like a month or so ago. And I've already transferred everything I want from it. I just haven't opened up the computer to unplug it yet, right? And it goes, hey, you've got a hard drive going bad. Let's fix it! And I went, wait, what? (laughs) I really wish there was a recording of Clues and I listening to this story play out over the phone. It was it was pretty great. I'm yeah, I called s- back into our Discord server from my phone and was like, "What the hell?" Because and he has no proof otherwise, I'm going to com- claim that Squee and I were nothing but supportive during all of this. Mostly, but uh, so I had I had to physically I couldn't I went into the BIOS I unplugged it because I don't care if it crashes the drive the drive has already crashed so I unplugged the computer plugged it back in went into the BIOS to try to stop or disable that drive or something or make it. And I couldn't find that in my bios. I don't know if that's an option. I I don't know, but I couldn't find it. So they were like, well, you're going to have to just physically unplug the hard drive. I "I know. 
And I realized I have no idea which hard drive is the bad one. I've got three actual, like, platter hard drives and one solid state drive. And I went, I don't need any of them except the C drive, which is a solid state drive. So I'm just going to unplug everything. So I unplugged everything. And then booted back up. And I lost the background image on this scene. So I had to go find a new one. Because of course I did. But everything else has been on the C drive. So that's good. And then we started the show. And chat is like, Chewie, we can't hear you. Because OBS was like, default microphone input, none. And I went, what? So I don't know if the odds and ends are even usable for this last episode. But isn't that just fitting? That sounds right, honestly. That's the experience. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we're 9.30 starting this uh, last show. We 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 got on the call at like 8.03. <laughs> what we really need is that old Manipool glitch where all three of our voices get desynced over the course of the episode. Oh, God, no. <laughs> and then people try to listen to it anyway. Oh, God, those were nightmare days. I used to record in like discrete chunks because I found that the longer the recording went, the worse it got. So every... Like, 30 minutes, I would stop the recording and start it again. Yeah. <laughs> it was just always fun because Mike would desync from the rest of you somehow. And so it would be like, you ask Mike a question, really awkward pause. You're like, right? And then he explains it. <laughs> and the timing didn't really get better as it went on, but it was pretty funny. But anyway, we got everything fixed. Started the show super late and it wasn't clues fault it's true it wasn't for once so <laughs> for, for this time at least and indeed at most so if i seem frazzled before the show even starts it's because i'm frazzled before yeah. the show even starts it's true but anyway so magic news yeah magic news yeah. all right here we are let's do it I mean, nothing happened, right? No one's upset no, about anything yeah, and everything's I mean, great. Uh, yeah. We had a, a weekend with nothing going on and no announcements. We'll just we'll just, we'll just tear through this news. I do fast. think that it's very fitting that we decided, all right, we'll just, we'll just do the show next week. And we actually have a lot to talk about. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, as you might know, the grand finals for the 2020 partial season happened yesterday. And the day this weekend, um, the grand finals were the top sixteen players from the players tour finals and the top sixteen players from the invitational. I was wondering why there were two lists of sixteen people. We'll get to why this is confusing shortly, but uh, this this is what we got. Uh, we have the standard metagame breakdown here. Showing us that uh, the Omnath Adventures and Omnath Ramp decks were... What's 19 plus 4? 23 out of 32. Yeah. Not a small number. Is that is that I, a lot? That sounds pretty significant. That's some sea drino levels of nonsense. Hmm. Uh, there were four <laughs> Rakdos mid-range decks, three Gruul Adventures, one Demir Rogues, and one Teamer Adventures deck out of this uh, this 32-person event. Now, this is not the best indicator 
for yeah. Health of a Metagame. Let's just be clear on that because it's a very small field where a lot of people know each other and test together and whatnot. So if you show up at a tournament and these 31 other people are there, you're probably not winning. So don't worry about it. It's not likely your metagame. Exactly. So yeah, that, that was standard. Now there's a whole lot of nonsense here. Scroll, scroll, scroll. The historic metagame was, uh, much better. There were 11 Omnath ramp decks. Seven Jund Sacrifice decks, six four color mid range decks, not sixty four colors. That's an old monitor. Six <laughs> four color, uh, three Neo Storm decks, two Azorius Control, one each of Rakdos Arcanist, Arcanist, whatever Mono Red Goblins, a yeah, and like Band that. Control. So yeah, the historic metagame is in a much better spot. Although Omnath is still. On top. But at least he's not 23 of 32. There you he's go. just 11 of 32. Hey, that's not even half. It's fine. Yeah, it's not even half. Yeah, instead of being like 70%, it's only like 35. It's fine. It's fine, yeah. Uh, so, we would, uh, we would talk about these decks, but ha, they don't exist anymore, and the meta they existed in don't matter. So let's just Chewy, go. I need to learn these deck lists. No, you don't. Let's just go uh, to the top eight. Uh, so I would say this is a really stacked top eight, but no kidding, it's, it's the grand finals. That's how we yeah. do. And oh look, Austin Bursevich won the whole thing. You guys recognize his name? He's the guy who got banned indefinitely for not snitching. Remember? Yeah, that was awkward. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's why that name sounds familiar. Okay, yeah, because I I knew that he had gotten banned, but I couldn't remember why. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy who got banned for not snitching on the uh uh the M- the insider news that the MPL was given, but the rest of the competitors weren't. Sure, yeah. And then other people sort of told their friends, and Austin went, yeah. "Screw this! I'm telling everybody. This isn't fair." Yeah. Yeah, that. We talked about it at length back in the day. We did. Yeah. And yeah, if you look at his finishes lately. Wait, hang on. I seem to have something in my eye. It, besides my finger before anybody. It's a little early in the show for that. It is. Yeah, his finger goes in his eye later. That's right. <laughs> Stay tuned. I, I hate you both. I hate us too. Hang on. Let's, let's check his bio and see if there's. Autumn Burchett. What? That's not who I clicked on. Uh, is it possible that oh, all the bios are on this page? Yeah, it's yeah. just there you go. the the little uh, uh, location thing didn't work for some reason. It just took me to the top of the page. And this is not a bio. It's, it's a, a couple of small paragraphs. And then, yeah. Okay, thanks. Stupid. It's, it's what you wanted. Uh, anyway. But if you look at his, hang on, was it was it in this? Oh yeah, here we go. So here's here's Arilax chiming in with Austin over the yeah, last six you. premier level events. PT Oko top eight, uh, the RPT Pioneer top eight, RPT Online. Well, he bricked it because he was banned until two days before and didn't know he was playing it. Yeah, they un they let him play two days ahead of, uh, ahead of time. Uh, PT Finals top sixteen, Mythic Invitational not invited. 
Grand Finals first! So that's, uh, that's that. Does jabbing your finger in an eye fall under rule number two? No, 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 but jabbing your finger in someone else's eye does. Also, that's thank true. you for the bits, St. Seigal. Personal space, six feet. Yeah. So, yeah, Austin has been just tearing it up this year. And he, uh, he got the, the win here. This is ridiculous. He beat Aaron Gertler. Jert, Jertler? Gertler? I'm gonna guess this is a person from the, Look, uh, We have to get all the names wrong. That's still a rule. That is true. Yeah, I'm guessing this is a person from the, uh, PT Finals half. Just because he doesn't have a picture. The rest of the top eight was just, listen to this. Gabriel Nassif, Raph Levy, Autumn Burchett, Patrick Fernandez, who I um, apologize, I, I don't recognize that name. Uh, Seth Manfield, Emma Handy. That was that was the top eight. Well, <laughs> Jesus, and yeah, Austin, Austin tore it up. Let's see where here's the top eight. Austin Gertler, who are you? Just no. Why does this website suck? <laughs> well, you see, Chewy, we had a conversation about this last week. All right. Oh, we did, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. Patrick Fernandez is the latest breakout player from Brazil. Nice. Oh yeah, he's from the Players Tour Finals. Okay. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Aaron Gertler won the DreamHack Open Anaheim event. Oh. Do, 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 do. Cool. Emma Handy. Yeah, yeah. We know Emma. Raph Levy. Yeah, yeah. Seth. Yeah, yeah. Nassif. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there we go. That covers the names I didn't know. Apologies. But... Magic has made it impossible to actually keep track with of any of this with any sort of regularity these days. So, correct. Unless you're knee deep in it, which we are not. Also so, correct. Also correct. Um. But yeah, yeah. So Austin won. Now let's go back to Ari's tweet. Uh, <clears throat> Austin's current status has an invite to the Zendikar split, and remember, split is. Fancy name for something that comes from esports. I don't actually remember. And a pat on the back. So he just won the grand finals. But he doesn't get into the Magic Pro League or even the Rivals League because of it. No. Because. Uh. And not only that, but look look at this. This is this is what he's been doing uh for the last however long. He's been killing it. And he, but that doesn't get him anything apparently. Correct. And like yep, it, the chat just goes because what is organized play even? Well, it's funny you should ask that. Here's a cardboard crack that came out just a few days oh, ago. Yes. Uh okay. Uh clues. Yes. I want you to be the guy on the right. Okay. Bill, I want you to be the guy on the left because we have to do the audio podcast thing. Oh, All you're right. right. Hold on. Let me. Where'd it go? I had it. 
He had it. It was right there. Now it's gone. Poof. It was like, there it is. Cool. Okay. <laughs> I saw the guy on the left? You're the guy yeah. on the left. All right. Are you excited for the grand finals this weekend? Is that like the Pro Tour? No, the Pro Tour became the Players Tour. I thought it became the Mythic Championship. That was split into the Mythic Invitational and the Players Tour. It wasn't the Rivals League? Rivals League is different. Then when is the World Championship? The Grand Finals is like the World Championship. Isn't that this weekend? Yes. Awkward so... pause. So how do you qualify for all these things? Please make it stop. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like most cardboard cracks, this isn't funny, but it is relatable. <laughs> it, it is made, an efficient way of explaining a situation. Yeah. So, yeah, OP is such a giant mess that, like, Top eighting or top sixteening the last whatever things in a while, and then winning the grand finals gets you a good job, buddy. Yeah, I literally have no idea how any of these things work anymore. Uh, I think you, you have to get a lot of Twitch followers. I mean, for one of them, yes. <laughs> but like, it's 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 such a giant mess. So it, it's I. A- journey away from go to ptq win ptq go to pro tour win pro tour i uh i do have a somewhat uh it's only somewhat a somewhat serious question about uh this event did, did either of you watch any of the coverage I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I i know the answer is no but i thought i would ask anyway no i'm no. pretty sure i accidentally watched a few minutes of overwatch instead Okay, fair. Um, I just happened to be uh, on Twitter when they announced that like a match was starting or match was about to end, something like that. And so I, I flipped over to the, the, the Twitch stream uh, and I caught uh, Emma Handy's winning in for top eight. And I don't know if you've ever watched Emma Handy play on, on any of these tournaments on stream, but uh, she's got a pair of headphones on and she's listening to music and she just jamming away with it just totally in the zone the whole time like mouthing along to lyrics and doing things for the drums and it was it was amazing it was absolutely amazing i i want to be like that when i grow up is what i want to say and then and then she won and it was really neat it's important to have a soundtrack i could feel the emotion it was great and uh I think it was Marshall who said that there's he's, he had total respect for it because there's no way he could listen to music while playing Magic, that he just couldn't concentrate. But for Emma, that's how she gets in the zone. I'll say Marshall's also commentating, not playing. Just yeah, leaving that yeah. there for you know, anybody hey, no, to look, talk about. I, you, you didn't have to, but that's, that's cool. <laughs> uh, uh, chat pointed out uh, that it's a mess because they aren't planning for the future because COVID means Watsy doesn't know what OP looks like. And that's only partially uh, true. OP yeah. has been a mess since way before COVID hit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like, just I'll... why it's still unknown, but that's yeah. not why it's a mess. So, yeah. listen, I we've, we've said before that there are there are lots of folks, we're certain there are lots of folks who work at Watsu, who love this game, who care about this game. But the way OP has been going lately, it really kind of feels like, uh, okay, 
did, did any of you play uh, the uh, a, like first edition Dungeons and Dragons? No. You're you're missing out. In in the first edition Dungeons and Dragons, uh, in the back of the DMG, there's like a table for everything. Like if you wanted to, if you wanted to completely randomly generate like an encounter or a dungeon or anything, there are just tables for that. You can just roll randomly and you can say, okay, the room you're in is 20 by 40 and there's a ooze in the middle of the room and it's ochre in color. I mean, it's literally just a table for everything. (laughs) And, uh, the, the OP lately has felt like about once every three months, someone just hit a big button somewhere at Watsy, and some intern had to go pull out the first edition DMG and some, <laughs> some polyhedrals and just roll and go, okay, this is the new OP plan. I like to think that they just um, cut open an animal and read the entrails, but that works too. That's possible too. I mean, depending on if you believe in the chick tract. I mean, it's possible that they had a vision long term for how all this was going to go and that we've just been seeing bits and pieces and bits and bobs as we went along the way. But it it's really felt so random. Like There could absolutely be a plan behind everything, but it's not an easy to rock plan. And the number of charts and complicated things trying to explain it to us have not really helped that much. I'm sure for the people that are really, really super invested, they can navigate that by just focusing on the one part of it that they can do. But for most of us just sort of watching on the outside, it really does look like a giant pile of nonsense with non-intuitive words and arrows. And for anybody who's new to all this, like uh, who came to Magic recently and doesn't remember, and I know this term gets overused, but doesn't remember the before times, there was a time when how organized play worked was pretty straightforward and pretty understandable. And that time has not been recently. They could fit it on a card and they printed it on the back of some cards. They did. But yeah, so that's the place that we're at now. It's complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Like even the pros who were in the MPL were at least before the COVID times were complaining that there was no clear roadmap to anybody and that it was going to kill interest in OP if there's no way to get in it. And they're right. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, again, we're not going to talk about any of these decks or anything because they, they literally don't matter anymore. They don't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Because today I guess we're good to move on, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because today we got a BNR update, which they tweeted, what, yesterday? And yeah. everyone was like, well, duh. For those <laughs> keeping score, um, they no longer do scheduled BNRs, right? It's just they do them when they need them. I mean, for a while it was scheduled, and then every now and then there was like, oh, holy crap, a, a BNR just came out because it was an emergency BNR. But then they decided, no, nah, we're not going to do that. Uh, we'll, we'll just have them when we need them. And then they would announce that there was going to be one, but they'd announce it like a week ahead of time. Like not what it was, just that there's going to be one. Yeah, just be aware. And uh, now it's just at any given moment on any given day, you might suddenly get uh, something on social media 
because that's some some random social media channel, whatever's maybe a TikTok. I don't know that uh, there's going to be a BNR like Monday and it's going to affect these formats. Yeah. So I think I think they made the tweet yesterday. I'm pretty sure our our most recent BNR was what two weeks ago. That sounds right. Yes. And that was when uh, Ono Euro Uno, Euro, like the currency was banned. Yeah, yeah. They, they banned yeah, it yeah. because of Brexit. Okay, yeah. because of Brexit, <laughs> they they banned the Euro and. Yeah, it was Watsi leaving the European Union, so they just called Watsi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Uro? I don't know how you say it. Yeah, and then then today. So, today, the announcement. Yes, so, uh, they did. So, last week, I'm just going to rehash this real quick. So, Uro has been a problem in Standard for a long time now. But then Omneth came out, and suddenly Uro was not the problem anymore. In fact, it was massively outclassed. But they only banned Uro. For some reason. And some of us, myself included, were thinking, and I said this on the show last week, it feels, this one especially, feels like they don't want to ban the big popular mythic from the new set. And I know lots of people have said that for lots of bans throughout the history of uh, uh, recent bannings, but, and I have to call those people dumb, but this one really felt like, (laughs) because Omnath was clearly a problem. The problem. Again, 70% 70% of the decks. Yeah. Or, but they only banned Uro, and they were like, we'll keep an eye on it, which means we'll ban it after the grand finals. So, yeah. Standard, they banned Omnath, Locus of Creation, which they should have done a couple weeks ago, uh, yeah. Lucky Clover, and Escape to the Wilds. So let's go read about that. They're all bonkers cards. Now, after this BNR update hit, there was some complaints about these explanations, which I'll, I'll get into shortly. But um, both of the the two most popular decks in in the, the freaking set or the freaking standard right now are Omnath decks, and they have well, Four Color Adventures has the highest overall win rate and has a favorable matchup against nine out of ten. Of the other top decks that don't play Omnath. That's horrible. Like, what? And so, yeah, with 23 out of 32 Omnath, you know, that's obviously a problem. But they also had all of their other data that we don't have access to to go by. Yeah. And so, yeah, they they banned Omnath. But then they were thinking ahead. They said, without Omnath... Adventure decks will just run everything over. So they got rid of Lucky Clover, which is that whenever you cast an adventure instant or sorcerer spell, copy it. You remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So they got rid of that. Um, that that's good. <laughs> that was correct. Yeah. And then uh, just to keep ramp decks from running rampant, huh, uh, they're also banning Escape to the Wilds, which 
as someone who doesn't pay attention to the meta, this one made me go, wait, what? Uh, well, okay. So, uh, Emma was playing, uh, a ramp deck. And so I, I saw escape to the wilds, uh, in action. And when you've got landfall triggers and you've got multiple Lotus Cobras out, you could escape to the wilds multiple times in a single turn and then just get into Genesis ultimatum or Ugin. It was, it was crazy. Like just bonkers. Was it crazy go nuts? Sure. I don't get this reference. Uh, it's an old uh, Homestar Runner thing. Ah, okay. Fair. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, I think that Escape to the Wilds would probably be okay if we didn't have Landfall and Lotus Cobra. That makes sense. I mean, what they say here is this card plays a unique and powerful role as a bridge between strong ramp enablers like Lotus Cobra and powerful payoffs like Genesis Ultimatum and the Ugin. The Ugin. Yeah. And it says, of non-land cards in the Grand Finals, Escape to the Wilds was played in the second greatest number of copies. So, buh. Man, that is a really pretty Ugin that they've got on the card pop-up. Yeah, that's the uh, the borderless treatment thing from yeah. the core set? Yeah. That's pretty gorgeous. So, yeah. They, they did look at the current metagame banned Omnath, but then they looked at what would happen after that and got rid of the Lucky Clover and Escape to the Wilds just to keep the Adventures decks and the uh, Ramp decks from just continuing to run rampant. So that's that's good. It, it does seem like a shocking amount of forethought, though. Well, I, I'm, I think I'm sure it wasn't enough. They need to ban Omnath for a bit now and have had time to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I mean, and, oh, go ahead. I also don't blame them for not being like, oh, we have to ban Omnath right now, like right before their big crazy tournament, because we would have absolutely ripped them a new one for doing that, too. Yeah. So that was that was standard. Uh, historic, they banned Omnath for similar reasons. Because while it's not completely destroying it, uh, historic as it is in standard, it is still... Getting better and better and better. Still pretty damn good. Yeah, yeah. and so they're just suspending it for... Uh, hey, this will probably help. Let's do that. <gasps> Excuse me. Uh, they're also... Uh, remember, there are three other cards currently suspended, so they're going ahead and banning Teferi Time Reveler. Good. And Wilderness Reclamation. Yeah, that's fine. Also good. Yeah. What was that? St. Seigal threw 90 bits and says, but still hashtag ban island just for clues. Please. Please. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, they banned those two. So remember, Omnath is suspended. Teferi and Wilderness Reclamation were already suspended. They're banned now. But then they, they had suspended Burning Tree Emissary. And I remember that's the one where people were like, wait. What? Yeah, and then other people were like, "Holy crap, thank you!" But it's it very strange. 
but it says, since that suspension, the power level of Historic has increased considerably with the release of Jumpstart and Amonkhet Remastered. And we've seen the meta share of Gruul Aggro fall off notably. So they've decided to unsuspend Burning Tree Emissary to see if that doesn't suck. That's fair. So yeah, that seems fine. I mean, I think the point of having a suspend list is the ability to put someone in timeout and then take them out and see what happens and put them right back if they're still bad. So, that makes sense. Sorry, random. Sounds coming from upstairs. I don't know what that is. Uh, A few days ago... DDR. The, uh, my upstairs neighbors decided that they needed to vacuum something at two in the morning. With a lawnmower. Like, I was sitting in the living room going, I should go to bed. And all of a sudden, here, and I'm like directly above me, and I'm going, What? What could possibly need to be vacuumed at this time of night? <clears throat> like, do you uh, vacuum like when the baby barfs? Is that a thing you do? I don't have babies or barf, so. Yeah, so uh, the question was asked in the chat here by uh, by last Halloween. Uh, what is the difference between suspend and ban? Uh, so you can think of suspending as like a soft ban. We're we're putting it in timeout, but we're not getting rid of it entirely because that means we don't have to give you any credit for any of those cards that you crafted. Yeah. There you go. But if you ignore the wild card thing, suspend means this is a temporary ban. And yeah. ban means this is a ban, ban. Ban, yep. ban! Also, Chewy, I have a, a theory about your upstairs neighbor. Okay. I think they dropped a glass. And it, and it broke. And the only thing you can do there is you got to vacuum that up. Because you pick up For the big sure pieces. I would have heard that, to, though. But to get rid of the little pieces, you got to got to vacuum that. Wouldn't I have heard that? I might not have heard that. I don't know. Hmm. But anyway, all right. So back to the thing. Also in Brawl, they're getting rid of Omnath because Omnath yeah. is by far the most played commander in Brawl and yes. currently has the highest win rate. Those are both reasons. Yeah, no matter how you slice it, dumb card is dumb. Yeah, so... Omnath has been banned in Brawl, but he's legal in historic Brawl events comedy but they'll use their commander waiting system so he'll be more frequently paired against other similarly similarly powerful commanders like omnath yeah and uh probably omnath yeah seems like an omnath meta yeah you can play any omnath you want uh, probably don't play the actually other no because there's several omnaths so <laughs> Okay, you can play not this Omnath. I don't know how many of them are actually in Historic, because that format's not real, so... Uh, fair. <laughs> hey, now, it's real to some people. I mean, it's real on Arena. Yeah. So that sort of counts. Yeah. But, but there uh, you go, there's your bands. There's your bands. Now, you remember way back in the day, this was floating around Twitter, people were dropping links to the original uh, Jace banning and the Stoneforge Mystic banning. Right. The first banning we'd had since, like, Ravnica. Uh, since, like, ever, yeah. 
Yeah. Do do you remember? You probably don't, but I, I opened it up earlier today. I forgot to put it in the show notes, though, and I'm not going to go dig it up. But they they had an explanation for how this happened. They're like, how did these cards get out of development? And they were like, well, about that. And there was a big, long section. Right, yeah. Uh, well, you'll notice that with this, it's all just win rate. Yeah. Yeah. And percentage of metagame. There's no, like, hey. Yeah. We screwed up. Sorry. Usually the old excuse would be, and then we changed something partway through, and it was too good, but it was too late. Now, yeah. they said that about Oko, but I don't remember if that was in a ban uh, announcement or if that was in something else. I remember I hearing the story like about it. I feel like it was in something else. I feel like it was a, a Rosewater article or a Tumblr. Apparently, it was in a daily video. I, I remember it happened. Like, I know that we actually did find out more about it. Yeah. Yeah, because. That and, was and the that, thing where they, they were so focused on tweaking the individual bits that they forgot to look at the card as a whole, and these tweaks were happening late, and it just sort of got through. And that can certainly happen sometimes, right? I mean, it, I, I, don't, I don't begrudge them that this sort of thing can happen from time to time, that a change is made late in development, after the card's been tested, it was a tweak to do something and that tweak turned out to have far greater ramifications than they originally thought. Sure. It happens, right? It happened in 2011. Jace and Stoneforge. It happened with Oko. Hmm. So I just saw it uh, brought up in, uh, in chat. People are talking about fire. And I've seen a lot of people complaining about fire lately. Capital f-i-r-e like an acronym and uh it's it's their new like design philosophy or play design philosophy fun inviting replayable and exciting and it's it's their thing where they're trying to they're consciously pushing formats to be or cards to be more powerful and more exciting, and yeah, we'll have to ban stuff more. It's conscious hype. It is yeah, conscious and, hype, yeah. And this was a thing that we talked about before, I think maybe around the time that this was happening, that you, you kind of have two choices, because uh, arriving on the razor's edge of making things interesting but not broken is really hard, right? You, you can be conservative, and you can have a, a boring metagame. You can have a, a, a boring world. Or you can have things super exciting. They've decided to err slightly more on the exciting side, thus fire. Yeah. But the ramifications of that is, yeah, we're going to have to ban stuff. Yeah. So Kibler tweeted earlier today, if my math is right, there have been more cards banned in the past 12 months than in the past 14 years combined. And Frank Karsten, our resident math guy, Says the math checks out. Out of all cards banned in standard over the past 15 years, 56% were banned in the past 12 months. Yeah. Now, we've talked about this several times in the past, that this can be a deliberate choice that you make. You push things, and if things are too bad, you just ban them. But, however... (laughs) 
However, go for it, Clues. Yeah. Uh, so at this point, and I'm, you know, since we're since we're quote, quoting statistics here, why not? Um, twenty nine unique cards have been banned that were printed in twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. There's pushing things, and then there's pushing things, right? It's like. It's one thing when the car is going a little fast, right? You're like, oh man, the car's, car's going a little fast. It's another thing when the car is going so fast that the tires are melting and there's like fire shooting out the sides. I feel like we're in the fire shooting out the sides part. Ghost Rider. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like we've gone all Ghost Rider and not like, not like the comic, like the Nicolas Cage movie. Uh, the second one. Which was terrible. Ooh, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. The first one was cute. Second one was terrible. And it feels like we're in the middle of the second one as far as standard goes. <laughs> that's unfortunate. I mean, it, it used to be that standard was... Okay. Standard was stable. I mean, it was stable in a... I, I kind of want to say it was it was it was a predictable merry-go-round is what it was right because because that's what standard was it was a merry-go-round you bought into standard you built your deck your deck was your pet deck and it was great and it was amazing and then another set came out and it might displace that deck but then again at the end of the day within like a year and a half pieces of your deck were going to rotate and you're going to have to buy a new deck and so it was this constant this constant churn, this constant merry-go-round. But it was at least predictable. Now, it's so unpredictable with all the bannings that have had to happen in Standard. I I mean, I could in, not in the in, time that leads up to a banning, it approaches extremely predictable. <laughs> true, but I mean... I could not in good conscience suggest anyone build a standard deck right now. I just can't. I just can't because something is going to come along that's so broken that your deck is useless or something's going to come along that breaks something in your deck and pieces will get banned. And it just, it just seems crazy. I, I could not imagine wanting to get involved in standard right now, but I mean, I was a legacy player. I, I liked my decks to barely change over time. So maybe I'm not the best person to ask about this, but it makes your head spin. I mean, back when I actually did play on the regular basis, I had several standard decks. And the idea was that, you know, you actually played a metagame where you got an idea of what people at your store were playing or what was popular based on the last tournament or whatever. And then you played the deck that could beat it and then ideally beat more of the rest of the field. Like, there was an element to that. But of late, it's become pretty clear that they're just our best decks. And we're getting them pretty quickly, and bannings occur to shake that up again. Um, like, I, I'm not going to retread it too hard, but I am of the mindset that it was just consciously decided that bannings are not actually bad. Uh, because they mean that a stagnant format is no longer stagnant. It's not like we sit here on the same decks for three months anymore. Um, That's true. Like, 
if you're willing to push things, let people get really excited for playing with the really big, powerful stuff, ban a thing, and then it's shifting again. Okay, well, you can do that now. Uh, we're not like slowly discovering the new decks because we're just finding the new ones really quickly. We've got plenty of online resources, plenty of tournaments, plenty of ways to like tune stuff. And as noted, they're making conscious efforts to clearly push some cards. And once some cards are pushed, you need to be able to answer those cards or play them. And that will narrow it down no matter how big the card pool is. Yep. Uh, I, I've seen this comment elsewhere, but uh, EDH Panda brings it up in the chat, by the way. Hello, EDH Panda. Um, one of the problems is that since the block format has gone away, basically every set is a big new set with new mechanics. And so you're getting like you're getting like i don't know i feel like the power level is just un you don't have room to like breathe or develop your mechanics you've just got oh here's a new thing it might break everything let's let's do it i don't know although like to be fair back in the days of blocks usually there was one mechanic maybe two that were that went through all three sets of a block but every other mechanic in the the smaller sets were also new. Yeah. But they weren't like big and awesome in the central focus because they yeah. were smaller sets. Usually the smaller sets would play off of the things introduced in the bigger set. And the question would always be, I've made my big set deck. What am I gaining from the next small set? And what in the next small set is making my deck worse? And that was kind of how things evolved. Because like, if you remember back in, let's say, um, Lorwyn, just to pick a block. Uh, we had tribal decks at the beginning. So Lorwyn comes out, here's the tribal mechanics, here's your roughly five archetypes of the eight tribes. And then you got to Morningtide, which was still tribal, but it was on like professions instead. But it was like they were still releasing, you know, Merfolk. They were still releasing fairies. Oh God, did they release fairies? Uh, they were still <laughs> releasing these things. And so you could still see a progression as the card availability changed and what was available to play with changed. But it still felt like something was happening. And then when they got to Shadowmoor and they're like, okay, we're doing colors instead. Um, they still printed cards that played into the tribal mechanics, but it wasn't as big of a thing. And the colors that had been seeded in through the tribes stuck over into the way you played Shadowmoor. And then even tied flipping the colors even more. And so by the end of that whole thing, there was definitely a progression where each three months felt like a new thing. But... It was not like this, where if everything is a big set, then it's just a constant flow of mechanics that will inevitably interact in a way that probably wasn't as playtested and then explode. I, I feel like the old block format was a little bit more like you had uh, a movie with a well-rounded supporting cast. Like there were lots of good, solid supporting cast actors. And once we got rid of that and we're just, you know, the, the single like big sets all the damn time, it's like every set is just full of movie stars, right? The, the like big budget, high power, there's no, there's no diversity, right? It's like the, the one or two big name cards are your, so it's, one or it's two like the voice cast are... for every DreamWorks CG uh, movie. They're yeah. not voice actors. They're just big, fancy Hollywood actors who show up and right. sort of halfway deliver their lines. 
Yeah, that's actually a pretty good analogy. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, St. Seigal threw 100 bits earlier and said they did acknowledge the lack of consistency across blocks, and that's what the, uh, damn it, what is M- the M and MDFC stand for? The modal double face cards are going to be in sets, you know, for the next year. But that's still just adding, like, this tiny little through line of, oh, okay, yeah, to the big new set. And I'm sure that eventually we're going to get more than just spells on one side, lands on the other. I'm sure of it. So, hmm. It will get more and more complicated as we go. But it will, it sounds like it might do, like, the old block system and we get the basic one first then we iterate on it in a later one and then we get more complicated in a later one yeah so i have seen people say and i'm not gonna uh quote this just because i don't want anybody to uh think that i'm attacking the person said this i've seen this for more people uh but uh i've seen this saying that that perhaps banning cards in standard isn't bad because there were tons of cards in past standards that weren't banned but probably should have been. And players had to suffer through it then, and now they think that a lot of bannings are bad. And, like, that that's accurate. I agree that banning things that are bad is better than not banning things that are bad. But the difference is, back then, things were just sort of obnoxious bad like you guys remember that long stretch of time where we had flash and then thank you uh car or vehicles like we had the different sounds for each deck because we got sick of saying the name of each deck for so long it's true and like we had the different flavors the tiny tweaks of abzan for months and months and months but it's not just that you know, the metas needed to be shaken up back then. It's that now they're like oppressively bad and they have to ban stuff. Yeah. And also a thing to note about, like we make fun of Abzan in the event that they had banned, say siege rhino, Abzan would have been the same. Ow. Like there would still be a bunch of them. They were still going to be the best cards that they could get in their decks. They'd still be splashing whatever color they wanted. Um, none of the individual cards during those time periods was so powerful that it could hit a 90% win rate. That just wasn't a thing. Like, we had a lot of standouts, and we had a lot of things that fell behind, but we just didn't get as many Grand Slams like that. And, like, when on the few occasions where we got things that were so busted that that happened, they did ban stuff. Like, Mind Sculptor Jace was too good. Yeah. And, like, when we we saw the, the BNR update earlier... And Bill Salvi has favorable matchups against nine out of the ten other decks that don't run Omnath. Bill was like, have we ever had anything like that before? And I went, I don't know, maybe Oko? Like, all the things that I could think of are banned. <laughs> exactly. Like, I didn't play during Mirrodin Affinity, but all the stories I was told of Mirrodin Affinity were, you're playing it or you lose. And it was like, I never really experienced that as a player, that anything was that oppressive. Like, I played during fairies, I played during, you know, like, you know, busted titan decks and whatnot. But during most of those time periods, that was the best deck. 
There was the good against the best deck and good against other things decks. And then there were several other ones circling around and you still had choices to make. Yeah. And there's there's one person in the chat who seems to think that because there's so much arena being played, is that's I mean that's a factor, but they still printed Omnath. Like this yeah. has nothing to do with the amount of magic being played. That just means it got discovered a little faster. That it was by far the best deck, and we got a way more data showing that it was by far yeah. the best deck. But they still printed the damn card. And, like, when we read it on the mana pool, we were like, what the hell is this? Like. <laughs> it, it did one of those things where if you look at a card that has the ability to draw a card when it comes in, and you're like, okay, if we ignore that, would you still play this card? If the answer is yes, it's probably broken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's probably broken. <laughs> if they were able to tack on draw a card, and the card is still worth the cost without the best words and magic on it. Like, uh, I do think that, you know, the availability and of tracking information makes it easier to determine when a card is a problem, but it doesn't factor into whether or not it gets printed. Uh, because we had Magic Online for a long time, and we had so much data in Magic Online before Arena, and I'm sure we still do, but Magic Online was pumping out tournaments as soon as you could get seven people together for years, and they were happening. And, and all they, of that data got shared with us. Yeah, they used then. to post it on the website. They'd be like, here are all of the tournaments yesterday, decks that went 4-0 and 3-1. And they just posted them to us with numbers, and you could practically download the spreadsheet. And they don't do that as much anymore. But... Oh, God. Because of that reason. But, like, it was very clear. You okay, please? Uh, yeah, no, no, I was just reading a comment in the chat, which was, uh, remember that they expected us to still have Oko, Veil of Summer, Once Upon a Time, and more with this standard. Unless That's they true. didn't, and they were well, planning on banning some of this crap. But like, I don't think they're, at least not with Throne, I don't think they were that uh, inept okay. or yeah, evil. Still, oh, man. I think they print cards knowing there's a chance they'll have to ban them. I don't think that... Like, I've ranted about this several times. I don't actually think they're like, okay, we're going to release this, and then, like, a month in, we're going to ban it. I don't think that's the plan. I think it's more, we're going to risk that this thing runs away and makes things hype, and then if it has to be banned, so be it. But that does mean that any testing that you do more than three months out, especially if you're, like, on the team whose job it is to address format problems, is irrelevant. They're not playing the standard that we will ever see because different cards will be fact. They don't go like, Hey, we think this card's really busted in, you know, June. It'll probably get banned. So let's just ignore it for the rest of our testing. Like they can't do that or the card <laughs> would be fixed. Like that's not a thing they can do. So, um, I, I do think that there's a lot of data to be had. I think that, um, things get out of hand, but I do think that for all the reasons that we say when like we make allusions to the, fire situation like cards are more likely to get strong enough that they're banned and then because of that there's more uncertainty as to what the format's going to be which means there's a greater chance of that cascading to use a magic term into further bans like they're now cutting away at different parts of the cheese and who knows what it's going to look like when we're done excuse me also, we are uh, just speaking in generalities as outside observers. 
Yeah. Because none of us play standard or have any interest in playing standard. That is definitely true. And haven't since even before this was a thing. We have not been <laughs> under the boot of standard and pulled in all of our negative experiences from someone stomping us with cards. Um, we've just been observing what's happening and hearing what people are saying and then projecting what experience we do have from playing Magic and paying attention to Magic for 10 plus years on it. Yeah. Way plus in my case. Yeah. Jeez. You guys know that next month the mana pool turns 13? Oh, it's going to start rebelling. Oh, God, it's going to be a teenager. Oh, yeah. You're going to have a teenage group. Oh, well. Have we beaten this horse to death yet, you think? I I think we have. I I think we've sufficiently addressed it. All right. If you want to hear more about this, listen to any episode we've done after a banning. Right. (laughs) Or any show that anybody does about anything standard related yeah we're not unique opinions on this and we know that yeah we're we're probably yelling less than some people we're not using all caps but we have largely the same feelings as most people we do as always try to be the voice of reason whenever possible when when it's possible yeah Yeah. sometimes it's not so we do have several more bits of news before we uh, before we have the talk as al put it in the chat so, all right, uh, we missed this a while, I, I think. I don't remember seeing this link because this is from September. Huh. But it, I I know we talked about Kaladesh Remastered at some point. Yeah, it was I, don't, I don't remember if we actually talked about it on the show. So, hey, uh, Kaladesh Remastered is coming to Arena. It's going to be just like Cat Remastered. It's like the greatest hits of Kaladesh. That's like for limited play and to get some cards into historic. And it's going to be released sometime before the end of 2020, apparently. I mean, it is additional products. It was in an arena state of the game we skipped. Oh, well, since we don't talk about the arena state of the games. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. But to my knowledge, we still don't have a date on this. They decided they should actually make Pioneer Masters a limited set, so it got delayed. <laughs> oh, they put Kaladesh Remastered in its place. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. We, to my knowledge, we still don't have a date on this. But there you go. It's uh, sometime before the end of this year. Maybe, unless that's changed. In the future. Yeah. Uh, also, a thing that we missed last week, somehow... Uh, the uh, Commander Legends global release has been pushed back to November twentieth. I don't I don't know when it was supposed to launch, but now it's November twentieth. So this is draft boosters, collector boosters, and commander decks. Pre releases occur starting November thirteenth, and the previews start October twenty sixth, because never ending preview season is real. And it hates you. And never-ending. It's true. So yeah, this this is the, like, uh, commander draft set thing. Remember? Yeah. yeah. I didn't care either. But, hey, there you go. Some commander players will, because, heaven forbid, they don't print more just generically good 
uh, commanders that people will want to have. Yep. Yeah. So I remember there you how go. exciting it was when the first pre-con commander decks came out. I still have those. That was that was really neat when that happened. Little little did I know that here a scant few years later I'd be going, you know, I think there might be too much commander product coming slightly too fast. The first one was super hype. The second one was like, oh, look, there's the good one that's going to shape legacy. Yeah. I still have a couple of those unopened. God, that was the second one, wasn't it? Yeah, they got there in two. All right, next up. Uh, well, first we have a news link. Uh, this is magic. more magic merch for adult people. What? Yeah. From the makers of shoes? No. Uh, a group called, or a site, or something called Super Groupies. Oh, yeah. Is releasing new, like, high-end accessories. We've got watches, which come with uh, a Planeswalker symbol in the five colors of magic or a nice uh, generic, like, mythic black and orange one. Yeah. For- from the makers of shoes. And we've also got some really nice bags. Also in the five... Well, black with the f- highlights of the five colors. Or, I guess, artifact silver is what that's supposed to be? Um, yeah, that's what it looks white, like. White, blue, black, red, green is what I'm seeing up there. But yeah, you're right, it's weird. Hmm. It's walkers. But Super Groupies apparently has been doing accessories based on a lot of other stuff like Fire Emblem, Three Houses, Death Note, Bloodborne. That stuff's really expensive. Hey, how'd you get that link in English? Because I can't get that site to come up in English. What, the Silicon Era? Because I went to there first. I know, Super Groupies. That's in Japanese. Yeah, that I got to come up in English by going up here and telling uh, Chrome to make it English. Oh, okay. This stuff's pricey, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the watches are... Hang on, scrolling, scrolling. 240 bucks. Yeah. 23,800 23, yen, which is... It's like three... What? Two forty? Yeah, about. Wow. Yeah. You can pretty much just treat it like pennies, give or take. It's You're in the neighborhood. Ah, okay. Which means that the bags are... Uh, scroll, 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 scroll. Like 140 bucks. There you go, yeah. 13,800 so like 140 bucks ish yeah so yeah the bags are totally for magic like they've got lots of compartments and hidey holes for excuse me for various things and they're all very pretty yep but if you're looking for like magic accessories for like adults instead of for like children uh well we've got really nice what what kind of bag is this? It's it's like a one. Sh- is this a messenger it's a, bag? It's a sling bag. Sling bag. Yeah. And yeah. then the fancy watches. This. This definitely knows an audience. Um, oh yeah. Because I've having been to conventions, I've seen nerds throw down ridiculous amounts of money on deck boxes, and. Dice towers and dice in general. I was gonna say, Clues has some really fancy dice that he was that he showed us once. Yeah, Yeah. like there's just there's a market for it. Um, I I am a little bit confused about the the market for the watches though. 
that's mo- most nerds I know don't wear dumb watches. Well, right? you see, if, watches if they these wear a days. Watch at all. Yeah, see, these days you don't need a watch, so your watch is definitely just uh, an excuse to get fancy accessory. The bling, that's all. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's like bracelet that happens to tell time probably wrong because you probably didn't set it right. Yeah, okay, probably. fair. Yeah. But yeah, we've got, like I said, the black and orange Planeswalker model, <laughs> and then one for each color. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is about time. Thank you. Thank you so much, chat. Wow. Do they ship to the U.S.? I don't know. Go to the website and look. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Hang on. Let's go to the news article. I bet it says. (laughs) It's Uh, not coming out until next year, so you have time to think about it. Yeah, I thought the pop-up that came up at the beginning when you first went to that page actually told you that they shipped to the U.S. Maybe I'm wrong about that. People living outside Japan are also able to place orders through the World Shopping Service inside Super Groupie's product page. Uh, The better question is, and this is going to sound really harsh, and I apologize, but I can't resist. Um, Can people in Brazil buy them? Um, I don't know. I'm not in Brazil. Since since they can't get, you know, magic. (laughs) Yeah. and I mean, people in Brazil might get them, but they'll get them like two months later. Okay. For twice the and price. on a weekend when no one's expecting it, and it'll cost more. Uh, it'll definitely cost more. Because they have to buy two, because one of them has to go to customs. Right. Oh. And by the time they actually get to them, uh, the watches will have rotated. So, <laughs> you, you'll no longer now, be able to use the blue one. That really just means that it's 12 hours later, because they are analog. But <laughs> they will have Oh, that's, that's terrible. Like, I it's mean, funny, thank but you. it's awful. Thank you. I'll be here for... Fun. I'll be here for at least the rest of this show. It's true. So, yeah, there's there's that. Uh, and then we have, I think, I think finally? Uh, hey, Eternal Weekend 2020 is going to be happening on Magic Online over the yeah. next two weekends. So I like that announcement. The 16th through the 18th and the 23rd through the 25th. So you'll Which, be uh, one of those weekends. I think is going to be great since people are going to be playing the king of all formats on MTGO, and the week after that, people will play vintage. So that's neat. Oh, is one week? Yeah. So one week is is legacy, and that's uh, the October sixteenth through eighteenth is legacy, and then the following weekend is vintage, I believe. Oh, okay, yeah. There and in in both cases, uh, don't worry if you don't have all of the cards that you need to make the deck that you want to make. Uh, by buying the token to enter it, you get access to... Uh, They're calling the it a cards. full account. Yeah. That's so cool. That Which is think, actually freaking awesome. That's actually really neat that you can do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are there are some things that are are definitely downsides to whole playing electronically, which you know it's it's we lose the gathering part of magic, but there are other things that you can do that you just could never do in paper. You know, go to your friend who plays vintage and just say, "Hey, is it okay if I borrow your power to go play in this tournament? Just just see what happens." Uh, let someone know you're going there first. Yeah, you should probably tell 
a lot of people that you're going there first. And before you ask the question of your friend, tell them that people know where you are. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> also, maybe get microchip. I mean, vintage right. is the only format because I, I judged a couple of Eternal Weekends in, in person. Um, vintage is the only format where uh, a guy I knew who was actually from my local game store, who I'd played with multiple times, I had to do a deck check on him one round, and he came with me. He would That's not fair. let me. Just, he would not let me just take his deck. He he came with me for his deck check because he, of course, had lots of power. The deck probably cost more than the car he used to get there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But hey, this is your chance. If you ever want to play in that world without, you know becoming an oil baron um you can play with the cards yeah and you don't this, have to worry about shuffling them this is pretty cool so i think it's neat i think it's exciting if you wanted to get a chance to uh try out some of these formats with uh i'm gonna go with differently broken cards since standard apparently has plenty of broken ones too uh now's your chance do you like games that go to turn four Boy, do they, we have nothing for you. They they go longer than that sometimes. I guess they'd be both brick. And based I on like which of the events there. you uh, join, you'll get fancy cards. Neat. Exclusive and, and just new artwork versions of oversized cards, Maze of Ith, Library... Wait, oversized cards? What? How do you get oversized cards in Magic Online? What does that mean? But the Friday Legacy event is a Caracas. Saturday is uh, Rashad and Port. And Monday is Maze of Ith. And here's the art for those the that is quite awesome, actually. The Maze of Ith. Look at that. Wow. You put them in your oversized binder. You get actual oversized cards. Oh, they're you mean they're going to mail you physical oversized cards? Is that what you're talking about? Well, yeah, if you place first. Oh, if you that's just for winning. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's in the prizes. Yeah, you get Oh, there it is. Okay, I scrolled yeah. past the prizes. Neat. Okay. So then the vintage ones, uh Saturday is Tolarian Academy. All the other Saturday is Library of Alexandria and Sunday is Mistress Workshop. Ooh, pretty. Oh, check out the Mistress Workshop. Look, they're working. Hello, assembly worker. Hello. I'm Assemble. sorry, I'm talking to the cards. Assemble. <laughs> also, for God's sake, read the eligibility to make sure you're uh, eligible so you don't, you're not a 12-year-old that wins big and then doesn't get the prize. Yeah, we don't want that story to make happen. Make sure that you can plan it from your location and yeah. all that. Make sure you can actually win if you play. Yeah. It's good advice for everything. Yeah. Yeah. And just because I was throwing shade before, no, Vengeance Legacy don't always end on turn three. That's just a fun joke that I keep running with. Yeah, we'll we'll call it a fun joke. So... I mean, I'm not playing it. I find it hilarious. So that's our magic news. Yep. True. So now I guess we have to have the talk, as it was put in the chat. 
Yeah, I suppose. Okay, so um, so Jack went out for cigarettes a long time ago. <laughs> and just to be clear, Chewy and Squee and I still love you. It's just that we're going through a thing right now. We all need cigarettes, and we all we all need to go for cigarettes. Lord. So, uh, as we said last week, we that we are going to stop at seven hundred for now, and you're going to hear a lot of repeat from last week, and I apologize for that. But we we need to go more in depth since this is the uh, the last episode. Um, how do we start this? Um. Well, I, I I think I'm going to start with uh, with the, the 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 comment that we we came up with when we were discussing this. So t- to be clear, this is something that's been in the works for a long time. This is not just a sudden knee jerk. This is not uh, you know you know how some people will just rage quit. This is not that. Okay, we've we've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. And uh, something that we came up with in our discussions. Uh, Outside of the show, because we, we actually talk outside of the show. I don't know if you know that, but we're actually we're actually friends. It's true. Um, a lot has changed in the time we've been doing this show. Uh, so uh, Chewy took over Monday Night Magic before me. I came on board in uh, 2012, I think, or was it 2011? It was I don't know. It was epi- I think it was 2012. I think it was episode 311 is when I came on board. So I've, I've been at this for over eight years and uh, the game that was magic when we started recording this show, is not the game that magic is now. A lot has changed. Uh, the company that was Watsy and uh, the way it did things uh, is not the same as when we began uh, Monday night magic. Um, the world that was is very different uh, now than when we started recording Monday Night Magic. And we as people have changed a great deal in that time as well. We're not the same people we were when, when we started. So uh, if, you, if you look at the statistics, and it, it's been a while since I've actually looked at these, but for a long time, the rule of thumb uh, within Watsi was the average Magic player plays for about seven years that from the time they start until they get, you know, deep into it. And if you're listening to this show, if you're within the sound of my voice, you know the feeling I'm talking about where the only thing you want to do is play magic. You're reading about magic. You're, you're brewing decks in your head when you're trying to actually do work. Uh, you know, you, you know the feeling, right? Yep. Uh, from then until, you know, kind of drifting away, and uh, not playing anymore or putting the decks away in the closet or selling off, whatever it is. It was about seven years for the average player. And that's what, that's what magic essentially counted on, right? They, they have always needed a new influx of players. The folks who play consistently for 20 years are the exception, not, not the rule of thumb, not the average. So we have been doing this show longer than the average Magic player has been playing Magic. And so a lot has changed, and a lot is different now. Um, Our lives have changed a lot. So if I can just hide... 
did clues 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 hello clues the further so you oh hang on clues 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 yeah yeah uh i'm very sorry i still have my among us uh settings uh, keybinds and i accidentally deafened for <laughs> part of what you just said oh no. right. okay all right that's fine that's totally cool so uh, if you could start over like at the beginning of the previous thought i don't even remember where the previous thought was but Crap. uh i'll i'll uh, just seven years seven i years. will okay seven really uh, the beginning of seven years was where this was because yeah, it's been a really long episode my, <laughs> my, I was my, this year and you know that my God. Okay, so did you catch the part where I said that the average Magic player plays for seven years? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that. Okay. And we've and been that, playing for longer than that. And that we've been recording for longer than that. I mean, recording okay. for longer Great. than that, right. Yeah. Great. Okay. So uh, here's the thing. When I started playing, when I started really getting involved in Magic, I was in kind of a weird place. The weird place was North Carolina, and that's the Very joke, weird. at least, that I was trying to make. But then we had this issue that I... That sorry. Arose. I'm sorry. Among um, us, keybinds are the devil. At the time, uh, my wife and I were living in different states because of jobs. And so she was in Michigan, which is where I am now, but I was down in North Carolina. And I basically had work and nothing. I, I had no other hobbies at the time. I had nothing I was doing. And so I got involved in magic. Uh, it's a little more complicated than that, but I got involved in magic. And I found a really great uh, local game store, um, at the time, it was called Sci-Fi Genre. It's now called Atomic Empire in Durham, North Carolina. It's a great shop. You should check it out. And I mean that sincerely. It is a great shop. You should check it out. Uh, and I just kind of went whole hog on magic. Yeah, I, it, 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 was, it was it. I lived and I breathed magic. And I listened to as many podcasts as I could. I read the articles on the mothership all the time. Um, and I mean, this was back at the time when uh, you couldn't, the whole podcasting thing was kind of weird. I mean, I was downloading like episodes straight from the internet onto a flash drive that I stuck in my, my like music player to listen to things. But I would listen to Rich Hagon doing interviews at yep. uh, a magic event. I mean, it was absolutely great. I could not get enough of it. Hey, hey, clues. Yeah. Hold that thought. Silverfist yeah. just threw 5,000 bits. Holy crap. Damn. I said, we love y'all too. I got into the show for meeting clues at Atomic as me and my friends, Team Troll, drove up from Charlotte just to play at Atomic and see clues and the wonderful people there. And yes, Carolina be weird, but at least we aren't South Carolina. That's, That's right. At least, it's, at least it's not the lesson. We will stand Carolina. by that. Yeah. Hey, look, Team so, Troll. Thank you, Silverfish. <laughs> Team Troll are the folks who introduced me to uh, the Legacy Deck Cheerios. Now, I'm ah. pretty sure... I'm pretty sure that one of the cards that powers the engine is banned now, but oh my God, that deck was amazing. Okay. Some of you wondering about the value of 5,000 bits. That's like a third of a backpack. Um, so, uh, I, I needed something to do and magic became my identity. It's, it's literally what I did. I, I became a judge, uh, during, uh, new Phyrexia because I hated the set and didn't actually want to play, but I wanted to be involved in, uh, in magic still. I wanted to give back to the community in some way. So I became a judge and that became the thing that I did. And I did it all the damn time because I had nothing else to do. Cause my wife was like four States and 13 hours away. Uh, and so it, it kind of took over my life for a long time, oh, but eventually hold, hold that thought again. Steve yeah. on the bus has to go. 
But Steve, we, we appreciate you being on the bus with us all these years. We do. We do. So, and I'm so glad you were here. And for anybody who doesn't know the joke about Steve on the bus, you got to go back and listen to the back catalog. Cause there's some great stuff there. It'll take a while. Uh, but yeah, that, that may be one of the longest running in jokes, frankly, that we had. Um, anyway, um, Eventually, the, that job, I kind of grew disenchanted with that job that I had down in North Carolina, and I started looking for stuff up here because I got tired of, you know, living four states away from my wife for like nearly eight years. Right. Uh, and so I moved back up here. And once I moved back up here, I really lost the social network that was, uh, that was Atomic Empire, that was my local gaming group that was there and it was a really great community and I miss all of them. I mean, not, not a week goes by that I don't lament the fact that I, I'm not with those people anymore. Um, but I I am with my wife and that was important to me, right? That was the decision that I made. And I knew that I was walking away from that and I knew it was going to change my relationship to magic, but it was important. And, uh, and I, I, I don't really regret it because I'm in a happier state now mentally, but I do miss them all. Right. Um, but because of that, I've slowly like drifted out of mainstream magic and I tried to keep up with it as much as I can, but then organized play just, you know, lit itself on fire and ran screaming through, through the world. And I can't keep up anymore. Okay. There's too many products coming out too fast there's too many bannings. There's too many changes to how tournaments work. It's it's like drinking from a damn fire hose. There's I too much just, fragmentation. Oh, God, did I say the word? I'm sorry. I, there <laughs> is too much fragmentation. That is absolutely <laughs> correct. Uh, and I just can't keep up anymore. I just can't. Uh, and, you know, as as much as I like my job here, I'm, I'm teaching at a different university up here in Michigan now. Uh, it's a lot more work than my old job was. And it eats up a lot more time than my old job did. And uh, on my weekends, my wife and I can actually go do things together. We, we, you know, I don't just have just me sitting around my apartment with nothing to do. So it's, it's not so much that I've outgrown magic as a game. I, I still like magic. I still like the, the, the core game concept, but Organized magic and standard are not, they're not for me, right? At least it's, it's not where I want to be right now, I guess is the way I would phrase it. And so we, we kept doing the show. We kept coming back week after week, but for a long time now, I have been preaching that the absolute best part about this show is when the three of us are talking before the show or after the show. And that's the odds and ends. And uh, if you're a Patreon, you know what those are. If you're not, you, you, should, you should be a Patreon of, of Chewy because he's got a lot of great content, including the odds and ends. Uh, but it was the part of the show that I looked forward to. And the part of the show that I didn't look forward to was the actual meat of the show where we went over a bunch of deck lists about a bunch of cards that I didn't know uh, that did stuff, question mark. Uh, and then something got banned and then it all just went to hell and we did it again, right? So... Uh, these guys have been the best part about this journey across the last eight years, uh, hanging out with these two, but the actual tournament results, look, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna claim to speak for either of these two Yahoos. I'm gonna let them get in a word edgewise. He probably in. does though for this part. Um I totally lost my train of thought. But it'll be back. Stand by. Um toot toot. Oh, the train. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Um Yeah, no, I, I literally have no idea where I was going with that. I was going somewhere and then I lost it. I'm sorry. I will let one of them get in a word edgewise. Haha. Then I will do that because it makes sense for me to go before Chewie. Otherwise, it's weird. Um, <laughs> Is it? Yeah, a little bit. So, like, when I got into magic, it oh, was... Oh, wait a minute. Before you start, St. Seigal threw 1850 bits and said, Magic is important. This game is so much about the gathering. Yeah, that's very true. Like, I I started playing magic because my roommate in college bought a bunch of old cards from Mirrodin and needed someone to play with. So, if you ever want to not learn how to play magic properly, play only with cards from Mirrodin. You don't know what the colors do because they're irrelevant. And you don't see real removal outside of red. So that's special. Um, it, it was an interesting way to learn. But the real social parts kicked in. Like, that was when I met um, Manipul Mike and a few other people. And we played every week, and it was fun. And then when Mike moved off for work stuff, and my roommate moved off for work stuff, and we didn't really have our regular meetups anymore... Uh, I sort of fell out of that. I started doing a little bit of tournament stuff. I think I hit the height of my tournament experience when I top-aided for... Because uh, it was the cons of Tarkir? I think so. So, like, that was a while ago now. Um, but that was I mean, sort of the height of it. You top forward. Yeah, I came in third. Um, and, like, that was like, wow, I put a lot of effort into getting to third. And then I didn't really ever want to do that again. That was um, a... That was also- uh... A PTQ, since I don't think he said that. Oh, yeah, it was a limited PTQ. Um, and, like, I'd 5-0'd the first part, so I got to go have dinner and take a break before the top eight, and that was nice. Um, but it was one of those things where, like, I did a ton of stuff to prep for it. Like, I literally had multiple booster boxes, and I kept all the cards in their pack orientations and just kept making sealed pools out of, like, 72 packs just picking them up at random and building sealed pools without actually separating them out. They're just in rows. And I was super heavy duty wanting to be good at this. And I found out about what it would take for me to be on top of things. And I kind of got tired of it. it. It wasn't really that fun for me. And I don't think it would have changed even if I'd actually gone to a pro tour. Um, although that was back when you could in one tournament and that was kind of fun. But my best magic memories are actually more like when we would go to Charlotte events and meet up with a bunch of other people from the community. Uh, when we did the podcaster dinner at the pizza place, that was great. That was um, awesome. Like that, that was, was really fun. That's probably my best magic memory was meeting up with like 40 of us and taking over a pizza place. Yeah, we, we uh, did. We just invaded. Was it uh mellow mushroom? It was a mellow mushroom. Yeah, we, we just invaded, invaded the mellow mushroom. We in stole Charlotte. all these tables and we made this massive wall of table and then we had to pee. And it was like, oh no, what have we done? And so it became this game of crawling under the table and trying not to bump into anyone. Um, <laughs> but it was fun. Like we had a great time. And I sort of learned that my favorite part of magic tournaments was actually just walking around with Chewie when Chewie was doing three questions. And just getting to meet everyone via Chewy. 
um, which is nice because Chewie is way better at identifying people by their pictures than I am. Like, if I had a conversation with someone online, that's awesome. I'm not going to know what your face looks like, even if you had a profile picture. But Chewie will pick you out from across the room and then he'll be like, oh, hey, let's go get them. And then you'll ask him three questions and it's fun. Um, that's just because I'm cursed to remember faces forever. It's true. It's it's weird. You have faces forever, but like you're good at it. And like you're good at getting people to open up and answer questions. And unlike some people, you actually know what tribal cards are. Um, so that's really important. Uh, but yeah, actually, if you ever want <laughs> flashback nostalgia, just go listen to the three questions. Oh, God. Like those are all still on manipool.com, right? Like I assume. As I know, yeah. Yeah, so go listen to those. Too. Like, get a feeling for what magic was kind of like socially from that. You get a wide variety of people, and they talk about what's on their minds, and it's fun, and it's super digestible. You can just pause at any real point and come back later. Um, those were great. Um, those were wonderful. And I enjoyed that. Like, all the social parts I liked. I liked going to my game store and meeting people there. And not taking it too seriously, like being, you know, aware enough of what was going on from podcasting that I, you know, looked over the sets and I played in pre-releases and all of that, that I could enjoy it, but not get too stressed out about it. Um, And I liked all that. Like, I like the stories that generate from a bunch of magic people together. Like, the mana pool has been really good for showing you what a group of people who stick together via magic, you know, are like, because they've got a million and one end jokes. And a lot of my best, you know magic in jokes come from being around them too like my greatest magic accomplishment is not getting third in a ptq it's getting a man to get up and yell and slam the door like that's maximum (laughs) that's that's when you know you got there you made it happen oh i remember that that was wonderful Uh, he was so mad and i'm gonna remember that forever um (laughs) but like that's great and like all of that is fun all the social in-person stuff is fun for me um, and even though I wasn't playing magic in person much anymore for the longest time, I could tell what was going on in magic because we could sit down and look over the tournaments every week. We could keep up with all the products coming out. I could go buy EDH decks that come out and at least get an idea of what's going on. I could do all that. Um, I sort of lost the momentum like clues was saying when it got really hard to follow magic. When the PR broke down, when the number of new products escalated, when you kind of had to spend all of your time keeping up with it. And I just couldn't anymore. Like my real work jobs picked up way harder and I didn't have time for that. And for my spare time, I didn't want to look over, you know, 300 new cards every three months and try to figure out what I liked and didn't and then give up every Friday night to go play limited. Um, That just wasn't really the thing for me anymore but i could follow it and doing the show got way harder when i couldn't follow it anymore because then i just felt like i was an imposter because like three of us are sitting here talking about standards that we haven't played we're talking about strategies that we kind of figure out either on the air or right before like rummaging through videos like okay okay how does this deck work all right that's not intuitive at all all right well we figured it out we got there and then we didn't ever get something wrong anyway because I want you to remember that for a long time there, we didn't have the chat to correct us. We'd say something wrong, and we would find out on Tuesday afternoon when 50 people tweeted us about it. Um, like, we discovered everything after it was on record. And I really appreciate the chat here helping us out. Um, 
But yeah, like that was a thing. Like the shift of video was kind of fun because it made things new and interesting again. But it was also just one of those things where like it it coincided with magic getting harder to cover. Um, and I think the thing that finally got to us was, at least for me, um, the thing that finally got to me was when I could no longer find a top eight list. Like I used to populate that part of the show notes every Monday. I would go in and I'd find the SCG numbers. I'd find the magic tournaments on like the magic website. I'd pull all that in. I'd drop it in there. We'd figure it out. And then about the time it was like, so go to channel fireball. Now go to Twitter. Now try to figure out which order is the actual order and which one's the side tournament. Okay. Now that you've done all of that, throw it all away because you're wrong. (laughs) And I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And all of this is like to the side of just the general shift and the way that Watsy handles everything being something that bugs me. Um, I've ranted about that enough that I'm not going to repeat it here, but you can find any of my Watsy business rants throughout the last year or two. And so for me, like if I'm not playing the game anymore and I'm mostly consuming it through the side media and the side media is not great and I can't follow any of what's going on in the actual game, it's really, really hard to keep talking about it. So that's kind of where I ended up in all of that. Yeah. Did any of that jog any memories of what you were going to say, Clues? No, I have no idea where I was. I had a great direction I was headed, and I just lost it. All right. Well, just so Um, I don't forget, hey, choose. Choose. Chewy slash Clues. Um, Unfusion dance so that I just get Clues. And then give me a sky check because I need to know it's still there. Uh, I actually cannot tell you if the sky is there because mine is, my sky is currently covered like from horizon to horizon with clouds. Oh, so it might not be there. I'm saying, I'm saying it may not be there. It's possible that, uh, Watsy, uh, was having some issues with printing and we don't get a sky. It's sky curling. Is that why it's clouds? (laughs) Oh, did they just drill it? And that's why, is that the firmament? It might be. Oh, God. Might be. Oh, all right then. Uh, but yeah, I think that, that Squee definitely hit something, you know, on the head there that uh, the show, once Watsy started to, once things started to change, doing the show became like a second job. And I don't know about either of you guys, but I'm not, I'm not looking for another job. I don't. I barely have time for the one that I've got. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and actually this also ties into the other thing. Um, that's really important to understand. Uh, once they weren't popping up tournaments on a week to week basis, like SCG was mostly for that. But once we got to this year and we no longer had the automatically assume Monday is Monday night magic thing, it got rough. It got super rough because we didn't know. Like there were several weeks where it would be like 2 p.m. on a Monday and we're like, so what happened? And we're like, uh, another secret layer. Okay. But like what else happened? Uh-huh. Yeah. And we would go ask the discord. We would go looking on Reddit, which um, we do everything we could to find out. And there just would never be enough. And then when we finally did an episode, it was three, three weeks worth of things, many of which weren't relevant anymore. That's right. And that just makes it harder to do a weekly show. Yeah, the uh, you might have noticed 
that in the plague times here we've been on like an every three weeks roughly schedule part of that is because nothing happened because nothing there's nothing happens and part of that is because some days we just can't we just can't like there were periods especially earlier in the plague when we did like just chatting streams where we essentially did odds and ends as a stream instead of uh just for patrons we just sat here and shot the breeze and that that's all we did because either nothing was happening or we didn't care hey i uh i remembered where i was going with that train hey and i can either do that now or i wrote it down so go for it. it okay okay so as I was starting to say, I, I probably – I'm not necessarily trying to speak for these yahoos, but I think I can say uh, fairly confidently that most of what we do here on Monday Night Magic that isn't just the three of us goofing off, uh, you can find better sources for that elsewhere, right? We're not, we're not great limited players. There are podcasts for that. We're not great tournament players. There are podcasts for that. Uh, We're not specifically EDH players. There are podcasts for that. And what we tried to do is uh, create and, and cultivate and grow a show where we gave you a little bit of all of that, a little bit of all of the news. But over time, the sources for that news became, and here I am harping on that soapbox again, became so fragmented that there was just no way any of us could keep up. It was just impossible. Yeah, I have an entire channel in our Discord server that's just Monday Night Magic, where I ask people, hey, throw anything you see that might be good here. And then when people start discussing it in that channel, I'm like, nope, move that up to the MTG channel, because this channel's for me to find things. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We had to to crowdsource it. There was a point in time when the Wizards website told you everything. Everything. Yeah, I used to go to the mothership, which, by the way, just as an aside, when I first started listening to magic podcasts, they kept referring to the mothership and I had no idea what the hell they were talking about. Yeah, it was it was the Watsy site. That yeah, was the it, it doesn't really make sense as a mothership now that it isn't the one source for everything. Like, right? it was, but, um, but it used like, to be a joke that it was like, here's like the daily thing that was like Blake's RSS feed. Yeah, it, like it, we it, could just go through and see everything on one page. And it used to be that I went there every day. It was like one of those, it was one of my bookmarks. Yes, I had bookmarks. It was one of my bookmarks that I opened every single day to see what was going on. And you can do that now, but it will do you no good. Yeah. They use a lot of third parties for their announcements. Uh, and they don't archive any of it. It's on no. the page for a day and then it disappears forever. Yeah, you better leave that open in a tab because come Monday, we're going to want to talk about that and you're never going to yeah. find it again. They... They have a bunch of those. They do a lot more on video. A lot of stuff just gets thrown out on Twitter or in Reddit or random streamer. Yeah, Rosewater talks about it on his way to work. Like, who knows? Um, It's just a lot. And, like, it kind of sucks for us because this is probably the time when having one source for all of your news is the most valuable. But it's not actually possible. Like, we've just, we tried so hard. You can't find it all. We will always miss something, and it's not consciously deciding something doesn't matter most of the time. Sometimes it is. <laughs> um, but there's just too much, and it was way, way, way too much. And 
I I didn't realize that I would reach a point in my life where I just missed the really old Watsy website that just had like four new articles a day and then like an arcana thing at the bottom that was sometimes wallpapers. But you could look at it every day. You could find what you were looking for. If you needed to go back, you go to the archive page and find a whole week of stuff. Like that was mostly the show notes was a bunch of Watsy links and then an SCG link for a tournament. Yeah. And then acknowledging that that one SCG link is hiding five tournaments in it. So you thought this is going to be a quick show. You were wrong. Um, But that was most of it. Like that was most of what we had there. And that's not the case anymore. Yeah. So what we tried to do was, at least this was my goal, was to try to be the voice of reason. Like we wanted to show you all, all the news we found that we thought was worth talking about. And then try to be like the, the moderators. <laughs> try to, because there's lots of angry people talking about magic. Because as I've been saying for years, magic players suck. They just do. A bunch of them are horribly entitled jerks, and I hate them. But that's the audience, apparently. And uh, we would try to, like, look, everybody calm down, put away the torches and pitchforks, here's a realistic take on things, and we try to keep everyone on an even keel. You know, let's let's get upset at the things that matter, let's not get upset at the things that don't matter. Plus, we were trying to be, you know, us. And And we also got on each other for that too, which is what I think a big strength of the show is because like individually, the three of us would find a thing that really upset us and having two other people going, okay, it's not actually that bad. goes a long way to show you that it's just one of us is upset. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we all have, the three of us have similar values, but not exactly the same. So it was, it was a good check. But, um, yeah, even that, as Watsy gets further and further and further away from the company that deserves the benefit of the doubt that I've been giving them for damn near 20, 18 years now, <laughs> yeah. like, we are famous for going, it's, it's, Watsy's not evil, everybody calm down, you're blowing this out of proportion, to, I think it might be evil now. <laughs> I'm, I'm still not convinced that they're purposefully evil. Well, I think, I think they're terribly short-sighted in some of the things they've been doing lately, and... Yeah, I, I, mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I just don't know anymore. I don't think it really matters if they're evil or not. I think the point is for a long time there, we could see that Watsi was trying to do things that were not strictly making money at all costs. And that's not common in companies. So even if they weren't, you know, absolute good, it was nice. They were transparent, which is a wonderful trait. Yeah. Uh, they did openly discuss things, even if it made them look bad. They admitted mistakes. Like, we joke about it for a while that, like, they would walk back anything as soon as people got mad. But, like, because they cared. It wasn't just because people weren't going to buy their stuff. Because, big surprise, no matter what you do, Magic players buy your product. That's yeah. how we got here. Um, but, like, as they've shed more and more of that and, you know, taken more and more out of it, like, um, it's harder. Like, we kind of have to just treat them like a company. Like, we don't have this kind of 
you know, friendly loyalty to most other products that we buy. And once you just start seeing them as a company, like you don't really want to stand up for them. I've never really had a moment in my life where I'm like, yeah, but McDonald's is pretty good. Like <laughs> as an entity. It's like, no, like they're here to give me exactly what I'm asking for. I'm giving them money. That is our business arrangement. I appreciate that they do charity work. I also acknowledge that they're probably killing lots of people with their food. Like there's plenty of companies that I don't give that benefit of the doubt to. And Watsy's well on its way to being one of those, if not already. I still think that the dynamic of Wizards of the Coast as a separate entity in our heads from Hasbro gives them more slack than they deserve. Because at the end of the day, whether or not Wizards of the Coast is trying its best, Hasbro is making the decisions and we're still here. Um, but again, we're talking about groups, not people. We talked about that last week. So don't take the wrong thing from that. Um, but yeah, it's just harder. And when most of the shows turn into, and here's the next thing you can buy from them, you better buy it right now. FOMO, FOMO, FOMO. I just, I'm not about that. Yeah. And that's what this year has been. It's true. Here, Here's a quick couple of examples from just the last week. Uh, so here is the download and activation of your digital products for the secret layers. And blah, 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 blah. And down here is a note. As soon as you unlock the activation key, you lose your right for a refund. Which, by the way, is not how that works. But it probably deters a lot of people. It's just a scummy thing to say. So, And this is just for the digital part of the secret layer, not... So, like, if you unlock your, your activation key... Not even redeem it, but unlock it and then decide, you know what, it's been three months and they haven't sent me my secret layer yet. I wonder if I can get a refund. Well, no. Nope. Because you unlocked your activation key. Oh, yeah, and if your cards are damaged, but you unlocked the key, sorry, sucks to be you. Like, I what? Mean, if that happens to you, like, if you do get damaged cards... You can totally play the, yeah, but I'm not asking for a refund. I'm asking for a replacement. And they'll probably honor that. But I say probably. There was a point in my life where I'm like, oh, they'll totally do that. Now I'm just at probably. Um, yeah. And it's not as confident. Um, but yeah, like that's just, it's scummy. If you'd shown me this three or four years ago, I'd be like, well, someone mistranslated a thing, posted to another website to make them look bad. Like. Yeah. And then there's there's this Reddit post here that says uh, it, it's an it's an article that someone wrote on on Reddit, which I didn't know was a thing until I saw this link. That said, in Hasbro's 2019 annual report, uh, there's a whole lot of words here, but they've decided that they want to double the. Uh, Revenue Hasbro wants to double the revenue they get from Wizards of the Coast. So, and that's that's what we're seeing here lately is lots and lots and lots of separate these people from their money hard. Yeah. And as someone who doesn't appreciate predatory business practices... That's all I'm seeing from Wizards of the Coast this year. 
And it drives me up the wall because, as we keep saying, for years it's been obvious that they cared about their the, the health of the game and their uh, uh, their players. But then Chris Cox took over and Hasbro became more a part of it. And they, uh, I, the individual designers and whatnot still care about the players, obviously, but they don't matter. <laughs> they're not the ones that are driving the car. Like, yeah, they're just they're in the, the ones back. that are looking at you from the back window, like oh, but they're not stopping the car and letting you on. Exactly. That's probably really weird to hear in just the audio version. So you're welcome. It is, um, yeah. But like. Oh, God, who was it that had the thread earlier? Evan Irwin, who's like, yeah, everything sucks, but Wizards is making an ass load of money, so they're happy. And you know who else was making an ass load of money and was happy, like, in the 90s? Marvel? Yeah, comic books. Yeah. Yeah. They went hard on short-term gains. And what happened? It it worked fantastic right up until it didn't. Yeah, then the bottom fell out, and comics haven't been the same since. Yeah. Like, if you ever wonder why we have these fights every few years about who gets custody of Spider-Man for movies, and why we don't get Fantastic Four movies that don't suck, and all of that, it we're still suffering from bad choices Marvel made in the 90s. Yeah. Like, they start selling the pieces. Marvel filed for Chapter 13, uh, 13? I don't remember which one they did. But yeah, they suffice it to say they had to reorg a lot and they had to shed a lot and choices had to be made. And they probably wouldn't have survived the 2000s if Disney didn't buy them. Yeah. Do you know why? Uh, I had a, I had a, I had a thing there. Hang on. Hey, same thing happened to me earlier. Do you know what? Well, okay. 90s comics. 90s comics. Yeah, yeah, but they filed for bankruptcy and they had to sell off rights to a bunch of stuff. That's why, like, Fox owned these, but Sony owned these and someone else owned those and da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that's why they had the Kingpin in the Daredevil movie, but couldn't put him in the Spider-Man movie. And we had the Silver Surfer in the Fantastic Four movie, but we couldn't put him in something else. It's because the different like pieces were owned by different places because they yeah. were just selling them off to keep the lights on. And we're, as Bill said, we're still dealing with that today with uh, the Venom movie is not a Marvel movie. It's a Sony movie, which is why it wasn't great. But <laughs> Comic books in the nineties became this giant cash in on the idea that collectors would pay anything. The idea was, you know, you hear one story of someone finding an old copy of, you know, action comics where Superman debuts or uh, even the more recent stuff. It was like, oh, Amazing Fantasy number 15. That's the debut of Spider-Man. This comic's worth fortune. And so everyone's like, comics are an investment. Let's buy things. Well, Magic kind of went through that mindset for a while. That's what the hashtag MTG Finance Bros live on. Um, but like, it's, it's not a good idea. And that's what these secret layers are. Like, yeah, it's only available for one week and you don't want to miss out because it'll be worth something. And it's like, no, there's too much. I hate weaponized. super oversaturated. 
and it's going to be oversaturated and it's bad. Um, and like anyone who's ever watched what happens when things like magic has been in and out of popularity, but it's sustained throughout time. Magic is the longest running TCG. Like we've seen the coming and going of other games, but magic Man. has had its act together. And now it really feels like they're trying to cash out as hard as they can. And whether or not that's coming from Hasbro being like, hey, it turns out no one's buying Play-Doh. We need all your money. Or it's a conscious decision on someone else's part. That's still what they're doing. And that's just miserable to watch and it's miserable to report on. Yeah, and every Hasbro earnings call, or yeah, Hasbro earnings call, we see that Wizards of the Coast and Magic is the only thing making them any damn money unless there was a Transformers movie that year. Mm Mm-hmm. And Monopoly. For some reason, Monopoly still makes money, but that's, I think that's because it. yeah, people it's across the world are stupid. To any product that we can slap onto it. I, I guess. Which, look, it sells. I don't, I don't fault the business for that choice. No, it, no, I fault the consumers for that one. I don't... No, it's, the, it's important to teach children that games can be bad. <laughs> they have to learn that at an early age. <laughs> Might as well learn it from them. Uh... Also, it's fascinating to watch the experiment of how Monopoly comes with rules, and yet everyone plays it differently. Yeah, and look, Magic has succeeded for as long as it has, in my opinion. Magic has succeeded for as long as it has because the people who were making it obviously loved the game. A lot of other games have come and gone in the time that magic has been around and there is a lot of nostalgia and there is a lot of goodwill and there are a lot of invested players, but that can only last so long. Every single person has a breaking point and I'm really worried about the future of magic to be like 100% straight up legit. I am really worried about the future of magic. Because, man, what it's doing right now, it's just not right. Yeah, they're converting goodwill into money. And that works for a while. Yeah, but But only only a while. While. Yeah, to to put it more in, like, actual magic terms, if Watsi has goodwill, it's like a life total. And they've built a deck that has Necropotence in it. But also they're running channel. And also they're <laughs> running like four other cards that cost life. And they're going to have a really explosive two turns. And then they're going to lose or they're going to win. But unfortunately, they need to play long game because they're a company. And that's really hard to sustain. <laughs> yeah. And Casting the not- occasional siphon soul. Yeah, will get you some life, but not enough to fuel that deck. Like, they might have been running a little bit low, so then they gave us War of the Spark and got everyone all hyped up again. Prior to that, they were running low, and they gave us Dominaria. But, like, you can only do that so often. And that well's getting dry. And right now, no one seems to be happy with so many decisions that they've made lately that will still make them money. But eventually people are just going to stop. And, like, we don't have the weekly people at our game store that we go hang out with right now because we can't. 
So like during the most fragile time they've ever been, they're making really bad choices. And here we are. And that's really rough to talk about every week. And that's kind of why it's hard. It is. And and that's an interesting point that Vincent just made in the chat. Uh, If the movie and or Netflix series, remember the movie and the Netflix series? Yeah, there is no movie. Yeah, there isn't. But the Netflix series, maybe, which will be canceled after two seasons because that's how Netflix rolls. Um, If those work, Watsi won't care about everybody they're burning. And if they don't, eh. I mean, eh. will the success of the Netflix series make them an assload of money all of a sudden that is sustainable? I'm going to go with no. Or is that where they turn the corner? So do you know why comics uh, are still around? Do you know why Disney hasn't just shut down Marvel Comics as a comics company? I do. Go ahead. It's the test market. Yeah, because that's the breeding ground for the stuff that will later become, like, the the horrible live service, god-awful Anthem ripoff Marvel's The Avengers on Mm -hmm. uh, game consoles and uh, Steam now. And... MCU movies and Disney Plus series and, and, and the stuff that makes real money. Disney more than anyone understands the value of building loyalty to characters and brands over stories, narratives, and plots. Like, that's the entire Disney princess model. That's the entire Marvel model. Like, we like Marvel movies more than DC movies for the most part because we like the Marvel characters more than we like the portrayal of the DC characters. They're more fun. It's easy to quote. People figure out which one they are through an online thing. Like, no one takes a poll to find out which Robin they are. That doesn't happen. And if it does, I'm sorry you got the bad one. Um, Because there aren't any good ones. Yeah, it's not great. The good (laughs) ones stop being Robin. Um, But regardless, like, Disney knows that. And I felt for a while that Wizards had a good opportunity to do that. Because the multiverse is super easy to build things out with. But they keep writing bad books and they keep upsetting their fan base. And even if they get an amazing TV show out of it, like the money isn't in Netflix viewing. That's not how it works. The money is in the merch that ties into it. And the target audience of that is already giving them all their money. So they really need new people. And that's hard. Like, especially if no one can even understand how your game works. Also... Like, Mar- uh, uh, Marvel, God, uh, Magic keeps having lots of like big things announced that evaporate, like the yeah. movie, and there was gonna be a MOBA style game on on mobile devices, like on phones, that evaporated. I I think the rumor we heard is that that turned into Magic Legends, which is the the big um uh. uh Oh god, not MOBA. What's the other what's the acronym? Freaking MMO thing that's like Diablo yeah. which we haven't heard anything about in months now, but that's that's pretty normal. Uh there was going to be there've been several games that like pop out and have like a test audience in Scandinavian countries yeah. and then sort of disappear like yeah. There's so much stuff that we're like, oh, maybe this will be good. And then it never happens. That so we're like, well, True. piss. Like, they have so many potential franchise hooks. And they have such a... Like, all the settings alone 
offer everything that they need. And they could license out to all sorts of stuff, but they just seem to keep making bad choices. We did a whole episode on the mana pool years ago. Cap was on that show with us where we looked at how you could turn magic into different video game genres. Yeah. Like I want magic smash brothers. It would be. And, and it was a long episode because we kept having lots of different ideas. Like the first thing that I came up with was like a Sim city style game set in Ravnica where you have to work with the different guilds. Doesn't that sound amazing? That sounds amazing. But you have to have people interested in that and, I don't know if that would ever take off, but that's just, like, the first idea. And what they settle on? Like a Diablo-style MMO game. What? <laughs> All right, I guess. That's cool. I guess. Hopefully. Yeah, look, the thing is, at at the end of the day, with with where Watsy is right now and with where we are right now, we can't do this show right now. Yeah, and like Plain we were already thinking the thinking about this before the Plague Nation attacked. Yeah. But once the Plague Nation attacked, the world has been at least this country has been in a slow, miserable spiral since March. Like it's something new every day, and to be perfectly honest, I don't have the headspace for this anymore. Yeah. It's really hard to prioritize getting magic news together when none of us play it, none of us care about it, and it just makes us angry. Like, I have way more fun talking to the chat or hopping on Chewy's, like, you know, Among Us stream or all that stuff. Way more fun. And even if I don't always make it for the, like, being the person talking, I still like sitting in on the movie streams or some of the gaming streams. Like, I had fun just watching Chewy play Mario 64 a few weeks ago. Like, the social part is here. The part that I like the most is here. I just don't have to do the homework anymore. (laughs) I like that. That's fun for me. And I I also want to emphasize that if magic gets back to that, like if, you know, things line up and things start to get to be more pleasant and the social interaction is better and we can interact with people and I can go to big events again and hang out with people like 100% back in. I love this part. I just haven't had this part in a while. And so that's why it kind of sucks right now. Yeah. But... Yeah, with with the Plague Nation attacking, killing most of, like, competitive magic at all, that took away most of our news. Mm -hmm. And then we had the, uh, all the protesting, and now it's an election year where it's, like, decent human beings versus fascists, and for some reason this is not an easy choice for some people. And there's just so much more important going on that there are some Mondays when I, uh, I will check the news and be like, son of a bitch, we have to do a show this week. And that's just the message I'll send to them. Son of a bitch. We have to do a show this week. And they're like, and clues usually is the one who goes, do we have to though? I'm like, yeah, we have to. (laughs) And it it was usually bannings. Like it was either bannings or major crisis happens. Yeah. Cause it's not like we get a lot of other news that's like, Oh, that can't wait a week. But yeah, and that's not the attitude you want to have when you you're, you're doing a, a a podcast. The son of a bitch, we have to do a show this week. Yeah, like a long time ago, I used to do uh, for Hearthstone. I used to do Brawling with Buddies every single week, 
and because there was a tavern brawl. And the tavern brawl was up for, I think, four days out of the week. And I would make a video where I played three or four games of the tavern brawl with someone and then turned it into a YouTube video. And it got to the point where on, like, Saturday night, I'd go, Oh, God, I didn't do the tavern brawl this week. And I'd be scrambling, Hey, can some? does anybody want to do this with me this week? For God's sake, I have to get one done. And most of the time, someone would be like, Yeah, I'll help. Thank God. And I had to stop that because it became something that made me angry instead of something that I was like, All right, let's do the tavern brawl this week. It was, Damn it, I have to do the tavern brawl. Yeah. And, and that's not good. So I stopped that. <laughs> that's kind of what weekly Overwatch turned into for us, too. Now we just go back for the scans, and that's mostly my fault. That is all his fault. <laughs> my fault. Also, I'm going to be playing Overwatch this week. It's Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> but beyond that, yeah, like, back on break after that. So, yeah, like, when stuff becomes painful to do you should probably think about why you're doing it and if you should continue doing it it took a couple months for me to finally be like um i'm just done with this brawling with buddies <laughs> and i was like okay y'all sorry and a bunch of people were sad they're like oh but we love brawling with buddies i'm like i'm sorry but i don't i hate it i actively hate it <laughs> and that's what magic and watsy and hasbro has become for me it's something that I actively despise doing. And that's not good because I still love magic as a concept, as a game. The Manipool yeah. podcast, we're not going anywhere because we don't do news. We talk about whatever the hell we want to. And if we so wanted, we could just skip previews entirely. Yeah. Brian won't let us, but we could. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, and like you said, this is not something that's new. We didn't decide, you know, two weeks ago, hey, you guys think no, we should hey, just stop at 700? Yeah, let's do uh, that. Con- confession confession time. Yeah. Um, che- Chewy doesn't even know this, I don't believe. Um, Squee and I were actually talking about uh, not doing this anymore for several months before we talked to Chewy about possibly not doing this anymore. And we had no idea what he was going to say. And uh, You're right, I didn't broached, know that. When we broached the subject, he's like, "Nope, I agree." <laughs> and Clues I gotta be honest, boat close. I did not expect that. <laughs> no, it was so. If if we're being really honest, uh, um, I think for me, I started to fade out of it a little bit over a year ago. But then once Watsy started really screwing up their PR game and shuffling organized play, I got interested again. Cause like, because it became a train wreck. I guess it became a train wreck. Kind of train wrecks neat. But it was like, actually wow. news. Because every week we actually had news. Like, we weren't just doing tournament reports anymore. It was like, look at this thing. That's crazy. Can you believe they're doing that? I can't believe they're doing that. Everybody calm down, but also get hyped. But also calm down. This is crazy. And that's what it was for like six months. No one knew what was going on, but it was fascinating. It really kicked it up a bit. And then it started to wean off, and now it just became negative news. But for a while there, it was like exciting because we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, and so, like, I was like already kind of like, uh. And then when MTG Cast bit it, and out of nowhere, we didn't have a show platform for a little while. 
That was yeah, like, was, oh, come on. <laughs> it was like a month or a month and a half or something. Yeah, it was like a December to January problem or whatever. And we're just like, so what do we do? Where do we put the show? And and we had considered just stopping there and being, well, oh, well, MTGcast is gone. I guess we're done. And then MTGcast got picked up by uh, the hipsters people and reinstated. And we were like, eh, well, okay, let's keep going. And to be clear, that was really good of them. Because, like, running a GCast sucks. <laughs> like, uh, it's, it's a service that you're doing for the community. It's it's not how you get super rich. Like, yeah. no. Luckily, they're, they've streamlined it all to where it's not costing them, you know, gazillions of dollars. Unlike Which is wonderful. previous uh, iterations that were just hemorrhaging money. Yeah. And they're still, like, doing stuff. There was just another update uh, to how things work on the back end, like... A month ago, I want to say? Not, yeah, not like even a month ago? They're happening. Like, if you're looking to start a magic podcast, I mean, based on what I'm saying here, maybe don't. But if you want to, there's a place to do that still. <laughs> um, yeah, it's still a place to get free hosting. It, it's still an amazing option. Um, and there's still good people. And there are still podcasts going up. Like, I was really afraid it was just going to be us. Uh, but no, other shows are still putting things out, and that's great. Um Magic podcasting is not dead. And it's not all just video. Like, there's still stuff out there, and that's wonderful. But, yeah, it's just one of those things where there were several points where it was like, well, maybe now, maybe not. Maybe things get interesting again, maybe not. And then I think when we finally just hit the beginning of this year, when Clues and I were sort of chatting on the side, it was like, man, this is miserable. So, like, what do we do? Because, like, I had this fear that if I said I'm out, then Clues would be like, yeah, me too, because we've both been doing this for song. And Chewie would be like, oh, no. But Chewie was like, oh, thank God. He seemed to leave too. Because, like, none of us wants to be the one that, like, you know, breaks a streak after so long. But admittedly, Watsy actually made this a lot easier because I was feeling really bad. And I'm like, you know what? Nah. Nah. Yeah. Watsy's downturn or uh, or heel turn to use a wrestling phrase over the last uh, several months has really made this I expect it to be a lot more emotional honestly than I am right now I have an eyelash that keeps stabbing me in the eye and that's the only reason that this eye is watering Uh, but I, I really expected this to be harder but the more we talk about our reasons for leaving the more it sounds like a good idea we're not going anywhere right. we just I mean, don't I mean, have to that's... do this part anymore for True. right now like again if if magic gets better and it's fun again then yeah, yeah. you know what up but that that's the thing we're not we're not really sticking a fork in it it's it's not done we're just yeah. we're just stepping away it right? just sucks and, right now and it sucks bad and uh, we we just don't want to feel the pressure to keep sporadically putting out a show with stale news randomly if if we get if if the spark gets ignited again we're back but oh yeah and i don't think any of us are you know like going away completely i mean chewie's still gonna be doing the mana pool yeah uh, i'm sure uh we still orbit around that and we betray one another on like probably a weekly basis for a little bit Squee and I will probably uh, uh, get involved with uh, Chewy streams from time to time. So it's not like any of us are, are leaving completely. Yeah, you two have an open invitation to our Friday night uh, 
Friendly Murder? Among Us streams, by far. Like, I haven't gotten both of you on at once yet. That's the thing we need to do. Yeah, I, we'll I, I don't trust clues. Uh, that's the fair. I've been am... checking this guy for so long, he's got plans. I'm pretty sus. I know Chewie likes that word, so. Uh, yeah. Um. So, you know, I, I, I feel like we're kind of uh, beating the dead horse again, and we're kind of circling around the thing. But we should also, probably... Also this. Accurate. Yeah, for, yeah. for the audio people, uh, this was made in the Discord server. It's yep. Mo throwing Barney out of the bar, Barney's preview season, and then Mo brushing his hands off, and then suddenly preview season is behind Mo back in the bar. Yeah. And Which is accurate. Yeah. I don't remember who in the Discord made this without looking it up, but I can't look because then their cameras will go wonky. So, right. Yeah. But yeah, we're still around. We're still nerds. We're still going to talk nerd stuff. We'll just... You don't have to wait every Monday and wonder if we're going to be doing this. So Yeah. And I am still going to try to get these two on every once in a while. I was like, hey, yeah. we should talk about like movies or something this week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm totally up for that sort of thing. We might have to get together for the Life Day special. <laughs> it's important to celebrate. It is. I it is. By so, the way, uh, happy so Thanksgiving the question is, to all of you Canadians out there. Oh, yeah, indeed. Indeed. Because that's today. Uh, the, the question is, uh, will the odds and ends continue even if the Monday Night Magic stops? I mean, the Manipool odds and ends will. Well, I meant... <laughs> From from time to time, when we get together to to chat about stuff, what, I think if what we is... just got together and chat about stuff, we'd probably just jump on an actual stream and interact with people. But yeah, I that's fair. Figure probably, that out. Yeah. I don't know what the odds and ends would be if we just kept adding M M&M and M numbers to them just to make it more confusing. <laughs> well, then we could we could uh, we could take a page out of Watsi's playbook and we'll just keep fragmenting. So oh, you're right. That's right. It'll be uh... it'll be like M M&M and M werewolf. Right. And Eminem Vampire. And Eminem Jace's Shoes. <laughs> Definitely Eminem Jace's Shoes. Oh, and then we could do like Eminem 651 Remastered. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's true. We could just take the best parts of those old conversations and ignore them and then sell it anyway. Right. <laughs> now, the downside is uh, the, the newer versions, the re-releases of those will curl a lot more than the old ones. Uh, that's what that's for the curved monitors out there. Um, you have to get a curved monitor and invert it so that you get a flat one. Right. But yeah, like we're around. It's fine. It's still be cool. We, we will still see you. Yeah. And it's entirely possible that Monday nights will, I'll be doing something entirely different. I'm thinking Monday night Metrovanias, which I mean, is something the chat the recommended yeah, last yeah. year or last week. Yeah. Because I've been meaning to... Friday nights were Friday night Skyrim. And then it was going to be... That's when I play, like, something else that I don't have to record for YouTube. And it'll just be, you know, something yeah. long and fun. And I was like, oh, Metroidvania games! And then that turned uh, into Among Us night. At the risk of this being my last public opportunity to do this, uh, you know what you could play on Monday nights, Chewy? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, is Is it... Hang on. Oh... Is is it um uh is it Italian food? Uh, big guy super. 
you're so close. You're so dangerously close. You could play some Pizza Titan Ultra on on Monday nights. Oh, it would be great. I mean, even if you just do it the once, and I come on to the stream, even just in the chat, so I can see you do it, I will have. There have been job done. There have been several times when I'm like, oh, I should play Pizza Titan Ultra, and then I remember you're like on a boat or camping well, or something and i went i should right wait till is so, around for that yeah <laughs> lord for for those who, who don't know i've been trying to get chewy to play pizza titan ultra since i got him a uh free code for it from the developer at a pax <laughs> and it's been just over a year oh, now i think yeah. yeah it's still installed it's a good game man it's installed on the right hard drive, right? I mean, it's installed on one the same hard drive all the games are installed on. So it's not currently installed because the hard drive. There you go. See, call me out. It's unplugged. Ah, uh, boy. I hate you. You should. Have we circled long enough? Yeah, I think so. All right. But uh, if you guys tell you what, if you have any questions, uh. Let us know. We might do a post Eminem AMA at some Ooh, point. Crazy. If I can talk them into it, and if you, uh, you know, want us to. Yeah, like as noted, we're not going back to our home planets or anything. Yeah, Clues did go back to his home planet a long time ago, and yet he's still here. So hey, it was cool. What? Clues. No, Turns not out. on Reddit. It would be like a stream slash YouTube video. Yeah, we're not monsters. Yeah, I don't I don't do Reddit. <laughs> if I can help it. You just ask us to go on Friendster while you're at it. <laughs> yeah. It's like like Reddit isn't as bad as like, hey, what's the, the Nazi Twitter parlay? Is that what it's called? Oh god, I that's terrifying. Yeah, we're not gonna go there, but oh. we're definitely not going to, to Reddit either. Uh, Squee, there has been a question that's come up a couple of times in the chat. Yeah. I don't know if you're avoiding it or holding it off for an AMA or if you want to address it now. Like the origins? Yeah, of, of, of Squee. Like where the screen name came from? Because there are several cards. Uh, yeah, I believe they're asking about the screen name, not the... Yeah, why you are Squee. Oh, okay. So this is dumb. Um, this is really quick. So there was about a week... And let's say 2011 or 12-ish, where it became a trend on Twitter for people to just make cards based on magic, or make Twitter names based on magic cards. I think it really started on the Doomblade guy meme of just like, no matter how good the card is, if it dies to Doomblade, you call it crap. Um, and so someone just became Doomblade guy and just started commenting crap on like every preview card that was a creature that could be killed by Doomblade. Um, and so the joke just became, what of other magic cards? And so a whole bunch of people made accounts that week. And I am stubborn. So I made one for Squee, the goblin, and thought it would be fun to just do that. Because Squee is a goblin who is capable of surviving stupid things. So you had the maximum potential to say stupid things and not worry about it. And... The main hook of it for me was what if Squee doesn't understand how hashtags work? So every single tweet gets a hashtag and none of them make any sense. None of them are useful. They are all just a phrase put at the end of it. And over the course of like 10 years, I eventually started using some of them properly. 
and I stopped using hashtags for like political things and whatnot. But that's really the entirety of the gag. It was it was fun. Um, Squee is my favorite magic character because of all the things I just said. Um, but that's really it. That's the extent of it. Fun times. There you go. <clears throat> this all started on the Manipool forums. You can believe that. That's how time works. The Card Shark forums featuring the Manipool. That's true. Back I didn't know if you wanted to name drop them or not, but yeah. Back, back before they finally died. Card Shark didn't. Yeah. It's still around, but the forums died a long time ago. And even before yeah. they died, there was no one there anymore. It was like Manipool. Like once Magic Twitter took off, that kind of killed it. Pretty much. Prior yeah. to Magic Twitter taking off, we actually used a little chat box at the top and everything, but. Yeah, that was forever ago. Um, yeah, like, if you want a sense of timing, I met Chewie at the Morning Tide pre-release. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, that was the first pre-release we went to as a podcast. Yeah. Because it was, like, right after the set came out, and you guys had just done your first previews and stuff. Yeah. And I met you there because I knew Mike. Yeah. Good times. <gasps> and I got a mirror entity and I did not use it properly. And <laughs> that's how you learn. That is how you learn. Uh, well, I should do this thing that I always do one last time. Hey, someone yeah. just made a Humble Store purchase for eleven ninety nine. Neat. Awesome. Using my link. Which you was, it, uh, was, it, was it Pizza Titan Ultra that they went and bought? I don't think that's Pizza Titan really Ultra is eleven ninety nine, is it? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so with that, I should do this thing that I always do, and thank the Mythic Lifeguard. So, hey, by the way, if you want to help support what I do with all of the streaming and YouTubing and well, single podcast now, then you can go to patreon.com slash the manapool, sign up to be a lifeguard. You can get early access to the YouTube videos and the, um, the, what did I, oh, the, the Manipool podcast. I was like, what's the other thing you give early access to? Yeah. Uh, you get the odds and ends, which I'm still working on. All of the odds and ends from previous Monday Night Magics will be going up, hopefully in short order. When I get my brain in a good spot, I've explained this last week. They're really depressed. I keep looking over there. That's where my whiteboard is that has the ones I need to do next in order. But they're really depressing for reasons, like I said, I went into it last week, whatever. Oh, and Kovo threw uh, 399 bits says, take the last of my summer points and thanks for the fish. At least he didn't say drink some water, asshole, because I'm out. Eh. That's usually what he does. Is he throws bits and says, drink water, asshole, and I'm like, yes, sir, but I'm That's out of water. Advice. So that would have been sad. <laughs> Thank you, Kovo. But anyway, yeah, and you get the sponsorship shout-out on, well, this podcast and on the Mana Pool, and you get the, uh, you get your name on the end screen for all of the YouTube videos. So, hey, I'd like to thank, let's do it in uh, this order. Ooh, that order. Turns out that's the order it was in already. I just reversed it. Aha. Plot twist. I don't want to do that order now. Let's do this order. Second block. Here we go. So I'd like to thank Kim Maho, Jake Jansons, PJ McMullen, Timu Hellas Haru, Jason Kaus, Andrew Hunt, The Beast Father, Aaron Goodwine, Al, 
Cody Buckowing, Casey, John Parker, Jason Doan, Danny Leal, Jeff Spencer, Beardy Man, Aleph Cat, Scuzzo, Connor Kennedy, Gothic Man, Rafe Gall, Backwards Logic, and ALK Alters. Yay. Yay. Hooray. And thank you to all of the the lifeguards at every tier. And thank you to all of you for sticking with us, whether you just showed up a couple episodes ago or if you've been here for damn ever. Thank you so much. Uh, we we really appreciate it. And honestly, without you guys, we would not have done it this long. That's very true. Not even close. <laughs> and Gloppy Rocks threw two bits and says, here's my two cents. Literally. You got him. So. You got him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, seriously. And, and like we said, we're not going anywhere. Obviously this is where I stream all the time. So I'm not going anywhere. The mana pool still going to be happening. And, uh, these guys will still be around whenever I can corral them. Like I said, True. they have an open invitation for the Friday night among us and for the Saturday watch parties, just a hundred percent. Whenever they want to jump in, they can jump in. By the and way, the way our group chats go, we'll inevitably be like, hey, let's go do a thing where we talk about a thing once media happens again. Uh, by the way, this week we're watching the, oh God, The Mask of Zorro, the first Banderas Zorro movie. Okay. And good. Red, the movie with uh, Bruce Willis and John Malkovich. And huh. Helen Mirren. Neat. They're they're more, but my brain refuses to show them to me. Yeah, yeah. So we're watching just awesome action movies this week that they have no no relationship other than that because we couldn't think of anything else. <laughs> I mean, that's a good reason to watch action movies. Yeah. Oh, and Al through seven hundred bits says thank you three for doing this and keeping me sane. I've appreciated it so much over the years. Well, we appreciate you, Al. We do. And, yeah, with that, I read the list, right? Yeah, yeah, I read the list. Yeah, you read the list. Uh, I guess we'll be done since this recording has now gone for two and a half hours. Yeah. But also, Squeen Clues, thank you so much. Woo. Oh, no, thank you. For for joining me because, like, Squee was a panic. Uh, God, Squee, I need someone help. Uh, way back when when I first started the show. And some weeks it was hard to get a, 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 a co-host. I'm like, Bill, come on, dude. I need I need it. And Bill was like, all right. And then we brought Clues on once after, well, we met him. I, I don't think Bill was there for that. No, I, I think uh, no. Um, the first think episode was, was uh, Jack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was me and, and no, I meant when I met you in Charlotte. That was like me oh, and yeah, yeah. Mike. I met you in Charlotte. Oh, was Bill Yeah, yeah, too? but. Yeah. But uh but the the when I came on the show was right after you made top 8 in that like PTQ. Yeah, because you were the the judge of that I event. I was the judge for that, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so we met clues is me and Jack and maybe Bill and Squee, not this Bill and Squee are the same person and I think Mike was there. Yeah, and right, clues came up and introduced himself so he was a fan of the show and we were like, "Oh wow, that's awesome." And then he showed up as the uh, the judge for that PTQ that I happened to top eight. The one time I did that. 
and and it was a lot of fun to hang out with clues there so i was like we should bring clues on the show for that episode and he was like sure and then clues was so awesome that we just made him a part of the show (laughs) yeah and we had uh clues you've been a regular longer than me right I think so. I think because I, I was on the manipul a lot, but I think like a lot for M and M, you you've been here regular longer than me. Uh, the the thing that's always crazy to me is how many people think that I'm on the manipul a lot and I'm not. I've been on like two episodes. But what really matters is that Eric Shaw probably thinks you're on the manipul. Is that what? Wow! I just combined names again. Why do I do that? No. Um, oh, Alex Shaw. Okay, Alex Shaw. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I just completely combined two people, like what I did earlier in the episode. I'm still bad at this. Never play Overwatch with me. I'll say the wrong person is trying to snipe you. Yeah, um, Squee is sus. Uh, totally. You should definitely get rid of both um, Eric and Shaw. Yeah. They're both it. They're in it together. That's what we call it that. <laughs> exactly. Clues isn't Brian. If I could convince more people of that. Lord. So this went off the rails here at the end, but yeah, that's to be expected yeah, um, for Monday Night Magic. At Lock Luzet, just like in the show notes. Yeah, that's right. I'm I'm at Lock Luzet. Yep. Uh, I, I do have one other thing because it came up in the chat earlier. Um, I am thinking of uh, resurrecting uh, the Random Discard podcast in kind of a new format. Uh, it's something I've been toying with for a while, but I haven't had time. So if I need a creative outlet, that's probably going to happen. So nice. Watch right. out. Watch out for that. Yeah. And then, yeah, I'm on Twitter to some amount of time. Uh, Sweet Goblin to Bob, no Iron Goblin because it was good against 90% of the non-I decks, and so it went away. Um, there, there's your last no Iron Goblin joke for a while. Enjoy. <laughs> and I'm at the Mana Pool on Twitter and everywhere. Although, yeah, I warn you, if you follow me on Twitter, it's a whole lot of, uh, uh, well, politics right now because yeah. we don't have the luxury of not paying attention to politics in this day and age, unfortunately. It's true. That's part of why I'm not on Twitter as much as I used to be, because I get enough of that everywhere else. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah. But, and of course, come hang out here on twitch.tv slash pool where I stream stuff all the time. The pool still happens on Thursday nights, unless that needs to change for some reason. I really need to get back with the dorks. And see, we settled on Thursdays a long time ago just because that's where everyone's schedules synced up. But I don't know if that's even necessary anymore. So I guess we'll find out. We'll we'll uh, uh, f around and find out, as the kids say. But <laughs> squeeze podcast is funny. It didn't make it to ten. It doesn't count. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's it means true. it never did it. That's true. It means it never happened. But yeah, we we have fooled around long enough. So seriously, thank you all so very much. And hopefully we'll be back. But as they said in the absolutely terrible uh, Masters of the Universe movie, don't say goodbye. Say good journey. So that's what I'll wish all of you. Have a good journey. Try to keep a level head. Don't grab up the torches and pitchforks. Just think, what would the M&M crew say? And try to maintain. Don't lose your minds. It's not that bad. 
unless it is. <laughs> and yes, go vote for God's sake. Go vote. Please, please go vote. Save us. And look, I'm starting to tear up right here at the very end. I can feel it. So I'm going to stop before the waterworks turn on. So we love you guys. Thank you so much. And uh, I guess I'll say it for old time's sake. Go play some magic.